Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beach Blast Control Center. I'm Eric Bischoff, getting ready for the hottest night of the summer. Coming your way, Sunday, July 18th, from the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. This great event brought to you by the Isle of Capri Casino. It is the second annual Beach Blast coming your way. The main event is going to see the masters of the powerbomb, Big Van Vader and Sid Vicious, teaming up to step into the ring with the WCW superpowers of Sting and Davey Boy Smith, one of the most popular tag team combinations ever here in WCW. This exciting event is only three weeks away. Contact your local cable company. Tell them you want to be a part of all of the excitement, all of the fun. That is Beach Blast. We've got more matches to announce in just a few moments. But right now, let's get some comments from Davey Boy Smith and his tag team partner for Beach Blast. The Stinger. Well, if you recall, the masters of the powerbomb were hoping that uh, Sting and Davy Boy Smith would enter into an early retirement. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Now, three more matches to announce. The U.S. heavyweight title will finally be decided between ravishing Rick Rude and the natural Dustin Rhodes in the Iron Man Challenge. That's right. If you remember from last year, it's the athlete with the most pinfalls inside of this 30-minute grueling contest that is going to be named the new and undisputed U.S. heavyweight champion. The World Tag Team titles also on the line as the Hollywood Blondes, Brian Pillman and Steve Austin, meet Arn Anderson and Paul Roma, the Horseman. And listen to this. Barry Windham is going to defend his coveted NWA title against none other than the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. You heard me right. Ric Flair taking a shot at Wyndham's NWA title. Contact your local cable company. Tell them you want to be a part of Beach Blast Sunday, July 18th. We'll see you there. <laughs> that's, that's just season five that we're on. It's eight years. Murtaugh Eight fucking years. Murtaugh will retire before we're done with this fucking year. <laughs> Is that the Frank's? All right. Oh, wait. I got to go back to my... Let me go back to my first page. Uh-oh. Uh, all right. So, hey, guys. Uh, welcome back. It's the New Blood Rising podcast. We're in season five. We're talking about st uh, from Sting to Hogan is what we called this, I think. Going back to my uh, notes here. But uh, nevertheless, we're going to be talking about Beach Blast 93 today, so it's exciting. Um, I'm William Rinkin, joined by Jason Kiesler. What's up, everybody? And Charlie Stabile. Better late than never, huh? <clears throat> <laughs> well, hey, guys. So, hey, we're in Bilux Biloxi, Mississippi here, and uh, we're at the Gulf Coast Coliseum, so I'm ready to, you know, just rock and roll here. I'm just pumped up. Hey, so, hey, I got – have you guys watched the new Stone Cold show where he goes across America? Anyone watching that? Not yet, no. It's a, it's the greatest thing of ever. It's it just is. the it's cuz cuz uh you know, Stone Cold just wanted to pick up random activities and do them. Especially like my favorite was the of course the easy one is him at the drive-through cuz of Stone Cold ET. We you know, we've all enjoyed that. Him working the drive-through and being a really aggressive with people. Hold on, <laughs> I've only seen that clip where he tells the person to stop. <laughs> so hey, what do you want? Why do you want onions for? What are you doing? Yeah. And that lady is ordering the grossest combination of stuff I've ever yeah. heard. She orders some hamburger, or no, some kind of chicken sandwich with Thousand Island. No, sorry. She orders, I forgot what it is, but then she says blue cheese on the side. Then orders a cheeseburger with grilled onions, which that blue stone cold's mind. <laughs> the grilled onions. Then she wants Thousand Island on there. And he literally goes, Jesus Christ! 
And then she wants sweet potato fries. And I'm like, oh my God. Not to mention, he drives the RV everywhere. So they are filming him driving, and he has road rage constantly. With <laughs> that, I want to see. That's the Stone Cold it's versus so the U.S. Good. I want to see. It's so good <laughs> versus the U.S. Dude, the, the so funny. Him like uh, he met some kids that were that are he, <laughs> he just met some kids. They are kids. They're like eighteen and twenty apiece or whatever. But um, they're drift. They they drift. They do car racing as their drift cars. Oh, and like. You know, Stone Cold loves his cars. His Instagram is just cars. Like, he, God dang, I just love, just love my Chevrolet. Blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. And um, they're showing him how, like, how drifting is a completely different animal. Like, how you, you do that. Turn right and go left. But um, uh, he gets in there, and it's so funny. Like, they, they're just whipping him around that car as they're just going. Duh, duh, duh. And it's so funny. He has his, like, it, the iPhone looks, like, so tiny in his hand. And he's holding it up, and he has this. <laughs> I had to go back and rewatch it. It's so funny. The look on his face as he's holding his phone up in landscape mode. It looks like there's a software update installing on his phone. He's just so confused about what's going on in this car. And it's so good because then when he starts to do it, like the he keeps popping the clutch and it's just flooding out. It's so funny watching him do this shit. Him doing the mentalist stuff where he's trying to guess what, what number the people picked. It's just gold. Like, you picked a seven. I picked a seven. I knew it. <laughs> so. Did you pick a one? No, was it two? So, Three. So, so, Dude, so wait, I'll wait. get it. What's the premise of the show? Like, the prem. So he says in the intro, like, man, I was on the road for a long time and uh, I missed out on a lot. And it's like he's like trying to like just relearn America that he missed while he was on the road. So he kind of put out this, that, you know, that open call, like, hey, Tell me where you're at, and maybe I'll come see you. And these people are like, hey, man, I'm, a, I'm an axe thrower. Cool. I'm going to come over and see you. And say, hey, man, we drift cars. I'll come do it with you. A dry, a running a drive-thru. I don't know how that snuck into act between axe throwing and, and drift, drift racing. <laughs> running a drive-thru. That what, seems fun. What, what, what does it air on? A&E. Yeah, so uh, that A&E Sunday is, is yeah. wild. So they do, the, they do that. They Either do a rerun or one of their new biographies. They'll do the Pawn Stars thing, which is great. That's actually pretty cool, where they go hunt down the merch, like when they hunted down Stone Cold's merch. And, dude, Mick Foley shows up in a van in Nevada, and the first thing you hear is, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? And right off the bat, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's, that's pretty cool. And then they do Stone Cold like versus America. <laughs> When we were, remember when we were that we, I sent you the promo and we just started tweeting out like he's going and correcting people that were like jerks. I heard you didn't say God bless you, and he was like just stunning people. We had that huge yeah, text thread. Yeah. I wish I could, cause oh god, that was so long it, ago. I mean, Charlie, it's just like Red Hart teaching drivers ed. Like it's just take like wrestler, random occupation. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, and there it is. So That's it's nineties WWF. Oh my God, dude! It's, I, I just <coughs> incredible television. It's and it's you know what? Like it's the perfect thing for him because it's like he's doing the podcast. It's all the same bits that he does. Just now he gets to do it on video and he just gets to I don't know. Oh, to have a good time. Ten, so ten or two. I, I big recommend. I might have to go on to the uh, high seas uh, <laughs> to get a hold of this. Whoa! You, Whoa. you saw they're making a movie about that? Uh yeah, yeah. It was. Um, is it the is it the, is it about Pirate Bay? 
Yes. I yeah. Think, and I don't think it's I don't know if it's a doc or if it's like a like a like a narrative film or, or I, I don't know. But I was like, your dad has got to be there day one. Oh, like, he, he's probably but, an interview but he, subject. But, <laughs> but <laughs> in classic your dad fashion, he's getting it from well, yeah, yeah it's like, as is tradition. Yeah. Pirate Bay documentary becomes the most pirated thing in the history well, of pirated videos. One of my favorite things about Pirate Bay was whenever they'd get found out and they would always have to change the end of the URL. Like it used to be piratebay.org and then it was like piratebay.se. Yeah. Pirate piratebay.ql like it was like, oh yeah. It's back baby. .io. That's that's yeah. I'm sure that was one in there. They should just have the, I, I, the balls to go .gov. <laughs> I, we 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 had a .io for a while before we were roofing.io before we got roofing.com and I was like what does that stand for it's like Indian Ocean I was like <laughs> that is one of it <laughs> you're a roofing company we're gonna roof the ocean not <laughs> Indian Ocean whatever okay. yeah West baby Studi, your spokesperson man. Uh, hey, real quick, did you guys watch any of uh, Jason, you watched it. Charlie, did you watch the Puerto Rico thing, the the backlash? Oh, no, I, I, I just heard about the result, the final match. Yeah, that thing sucked. I heard. <laughs> that was garbage. That Brock Lesnar looks like shit, though, now. He's got, like, stitches in his forehead. Yeah, he Apparently got his up, nose yeah. got fucked. During the match? Uh, yes. Yeah, he did a hard way. He just, And you knew it was coming. Like, that was the thing. Like, they exposed the turnbuckle, and you're like, all right, well, he's going into it. But in classic Brock fashion, like... He's gonna go into it and he's gonna bleed like from the hard like hard way style like it's gonna be just and it was gnarly and like the ref like I like how the ref was just sort of like eh fuck it let him bleed I don't know, I'm not getting the gloves on he didn't put this. the gloves on no, no he, it took I, him a little bit he finally did but it was like did he okay they I'm didn't sorry. do the stop the match stop like you know the hell like in Randy the cell. Orton like where oh. Randy Orton's like head was opened up by his elbow or whatever yeah. Jesus you know, it was like at WrestleMania yeah. when in the Hell in the Cell match between Edge and the Demon Finn Balor they had to stop oh, the Hell in the Cell hell. match because he was bleeding. That was. So I mean, awful. I get. I want people to be safe, but it's like, all right. Uh. I I loved so the coolest thing though was the the stuff that fans captured after it went off the air where the fans were like ov- a huge ovation for Brock in the center of the ring. And Brock looked like kind of moved in his own way. I, it, it, all the shots were cell phone from a distance. So you couldn't see like a hundred percent his face, but it looked like he was definitely like, Whoa, I've never gotten this. And they loved him. Mm-hmm. They were so into him. And then the next night, like they had to pipe in booze and all this shit when he attacks Cody. Yeah. <laughs> the, the crowd 1 million percent made that show. Yeah, and it's, from what I saw, but yeah. it's you know like the the Selena Vega stuff was it was nice because like she comes out she's like crying on the ramp, right? Which is it's really cool. But if you're if you know you know this that she has no fucking chance of beating Rhea Ripley, and they're like Selena Vega for the first time ever getting to wrestle in front of her family, and she's dedicated this match to her father who was a firefighter who died on 9/11. And you're just like oh no, classic WWF where it's just like. Oh, you have an emotional tie here? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. We're going to tear your fucking heart out. <laughs> like, like, the, like, z- z- I mean, I just love it. Zack Ryder wins the Intercontinental title WrestleMania. Next night. <laughs> Done. Done. Fuck you. Don't I'm, tell them it's your hometown. Because if they're going there, not only will you lose, but it'll probably be embarrassing. They didn't yeah. know what to do because Bad Bunny and Damian Priest were both from Puerto Rico. So they're like, what do we do? 
They can't the best both part lose. Was, seeing Carlito come out though, I did see shit, that. That, that was that, awesome. Uh, he looks great. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, have you seen the Hogan pick? Check out the pictures Hogan posted today. Hogan looks awesome. He posted his. He was like, he was just showing his bicep, and it looked like it looked like he went back in time, tore off the arm of his 1984 self, and he just stuck it on himself of now, and okay. came back in time to now. What's he posted what, a pic. What's the angle? What, what, He's probably trying to get in shape so that he could go on promo tours when uh, the biopic comes out. Sure, ah, that makes total yeah. sense. Have they Absolutely. finished filming that? I don't yeah. Know. I think, well... I haven't heard anything in a long time. The easy... Well, the thing you can always tell is like, all right, what else is Hemsworth besides Thor has he popped up in? And I know... This, uh, he did a sequel know. to like his Netflix movie, I think. But that yeah. was the last thing I saw, but... Man, that's going to be a good time. It'll be a good time. I can't time. wait. I'm I can't sh- wait to see that. To see Hemsworth like have to dial it up that way, mm-hmm. it's gonna be great. To have to, well, <laughs> I was gonna say have to not be goofy, but well, I was gonna, do you, I was gonna ask, do you think they're gonna, gonna are they gonna play it like a straight biopic? Do you think they're gonna try something like weird, the way Weird Al's biopic? Is was? WWE producing it? I don't know. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure they're locked in on that thing though. They've got. Well, then be the whole project's in. tainted. Because they um. Because the the Vince thing was going to be through Netflix mm-hmm. too, which that sounds like that. It's just sitting in a vault. <clears throat> well, it's I don't I don't think they've canned it. I think they're adding to it. Like they're still there. I I I heard Simmons made a comment because Simmons is working on it on his pod. He made a comment that sounded like it's still being worked on. Which I was like, okay, cool. Because initially they said like dead in the water. That was the release that they had put out was dead in the water. No more. Well, that's the. Uh, right. That was because of the uh, sexual assault allegations right. that have mysteriously vanquished, <laughs> and uh, and now we're in the Gomez Adams era of Vince McMahon. He's Mr. Or House. the Walt Disney. The Walt Disney Walt is Disney. my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> he's finally just owning up to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, so I, I guess, guess we should get started. With well, this. one more thing. Oh, uh, how many tickets? How many tickets has AEW sold for Wembley now? Fifteen, I heard. Fifteen. 15? 15? Yeah, 15? No. The number 15? No, no. no, is it six? It's over 60, right? Yeah, it's over, over 60, 60K. Yeah. But then yeah. There, there's, on the other side, there's people like, okay, well, now there's a problem because their pay-per-view that's in like two weeks has only sold like 7,000 tickets. And it's been on sale since longer. And I'm like, the I love the, the wrestling journalists who just love to find something and nitpick about. And I'm like, Oh, it's on yeah. Here. It's it's oak. It's also just another show in the U.S. It's not a big deal. It's an annual show, and it's in Las Vegas. So like it'll it'll sell out because people will buy tickets because it's something to do there. But this whole oh well, what are they're they're hurting themselves. Also, no, that's a going, stupid it's just, angle. It's just also stupid bullshit that all this with the WWE doing their tournament right now, and people are like oh the the brand split lasted five days. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well. SmackDown wrestlers are having a tournament for the Raw belt. But here's the thing. The SmackDown wrestlers aren't appearing on Raw. Every match that they're having is on SmackDown. And then the pay, the, the the finals is going to be on a pay-per-view. So at no point is a SmackDown wrestler going on to be on Raw. And then if they win the Raw belt, they become a Raw wrestler. 
I just, it, it's annoying. It's aggravating the piss out of me how much people just love to harp on that. I love the conspiracy theory that uh, a large amount of tickets were bought by Tony Khan. <laughs> I mean, that he could actually do that, which he could. And, and, and just hand them out. I mean, I know that WWE and, and WCW used to do that, but um, that's just too large of an amount. You know. I mean, ninety three thousand. That's all I ever go back to is like. Well, I mean, how they, much was how, WrestleMania thirty two? Hundred one thousand. Oh my! Like, it's it's like a billion, it was a billion. Thing. It was a billion people There's, that were there. The, the parking lot is still not clear. It, it's it's still not cleared out. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest, what was that? That was what, an Onion article. Greatest Onion. Yeah, that's the no, best. No, I'm sorry. Ever. No, no, that was Kayfabe News. <laughs> Kayfabe. The news. final car has left the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a quality, quality article. <laughs> so while we're bitching about today, 2023, let's jump to 93 mm. and bitch about it. Yeah. So, um, like I said, we're in Mississippi for this. That's cool. The, Hey, you know what? I, I was telling Jason, it's too bad. It's the last year of beach blast. Cause I give him credit for quality logo, quality set. Not, not a bad intro in terms of like having the little like motion graphics for each title. I was like that, that still exists today. They just have updated it. It's the same thing. I did. Especially. Well, I was just going to say, I did love that really shitty graphic that came up like halfway through the show. And Tony goes, Oh, not bad, guys. Yeah. Was <laughs> yeah, that the, the, the War Games some... or was that the Squiggle Visions that kept coming up? No, no, it wasn't that. It was some kind of a it was some kind of a bracket that he was showing, uh, and it and I mean it looked like something from like Mario Paint. I mean, <laughs> I mean it was it was pretty low res, and and Tony's like, oh, not bad. <laughs> I just I couldn't believe that like they had the little motion graphic before the title matches, and I was like, holy shit. They had that first because I don't think WWF had that first. Well, not like that. Not with motion graphics in '93. Well, uh, King, King of the Ring '93. I'm trying to remember because I've seen that show a bunch. Um, they they would have that swooping uh, King of the Ring thing come in, but it was usually like over the crowd, the panning shot of the crowd. Yeah. Uh, but no, for '93 WCW, like I love the whole thing. Like the Beach Blast set, it kind of reminded me of the Revenge. Bash yeah. and bash at the beach. <laughs> yeah. I love the ladies just sitting there. Oh, just... man. There's one lady with the ultimate resting bitch face. Like, she is totally she's getting, not she's having it. Jesse. Yeah. Is it. the Is it the older lady? I'm not sure. There is. I can't remember. I just. I could tell. I could see the look on the face. And I was like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm sure you got a nice check to be here. Yeah. So. And all you guys have to do is sit. And then pretend right. to swoon over Jesse the Body Ventura. Right. Just, just don't smell Vader's singlet. Don't do it. <laughs> don't let him get wanna, close. You don't want to breathe in his musk. I, I think I'd just be like fascinated to be around the Equalizer. That guy who shows <laughs> up randomly. <laughs> you mean hulked out? Oh my God, uh, David Crosby. That's yeah, he looked like David Crosby. He did. Hulked <laughs> out David Crosby, and he only had, he had like two choices: the arm swipe. And then the turn and look away. I was like, "Is what's going on I with read, this guy?" I read somebody's blog. They're like, "It's like he thought that he could see flies that were circling." Around. Yes, he he was throwing off Orndorff's promo skills. It was so funny. <laughs> Missy High was just like, "I'd fuck him." Yeah. <laughs> no, Who wouldn't you fuck? Max Payne. I, in that in that intro though, when it says this the the main event's going to decide the ultimate power, 
in WCW. I was like, whoa, it's fantastic. Just, that, I mean, I like how we're creating stakes that really don't exist. Right. It's okay, so wait, is it Ultimate Power or is it who they didn't retire? Like, which is <laughs> we didn't yeah, go to Boca. It, yeah. So uh, we go to. I, the costumes, I don't know how much you want to get into them, but Eric, Eric's not quite as dorky as we'll get to <laughs> Tony, but still, him and Missy, uh, you know, um, I, the funniest part is Eric just blatantly looking at Missy's chest yeah. for most of the promo. And it's not like she's got him out. It's just like a form-fitting oh. when he's just like, it's just and my teleprompter's <laughs> there. It's on her boob. He keeps sneaking a peek down and right back up, and it's like, yep. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, then yeah, when they cut to Tony, and I was immediately like, "What's the orange crap on the nose?" And I was like, "I know it's zinc oxide because my sister used to have to wear it when she would uh, we'd swim outside." And I was like, "I don't know why it's orange. Like, what is orange? Like, I'm sh- <laughs> I'm sure there's an explanation, but on from the drop, I was like, okay, and yeah, he yeah. So we get <laughs> we get Tony, and then uh, Jesse's apparently at a tiki hut. <laughs> up on stage and uh the lights go down i thought the black scorpion was coming out which would have been great yeah, it, mm. lights go down for some reason yeah Josh uh, smirnoff shows up and then my 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 last one was jesse boards the hoe train and comes on down <laughs> was anyone else worried that when the one lady that was on the inflatable chair when she got up and stood on it with her heels that that thing was just about to pop yeah i mean because those sets i mean Love them. Probably not the best craftsmanship with a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, so we, I, I don't know how much you want to do it here or throughout it. Cause I didn't write specific notes about, it, but the banter is an all time annoying level between Jesse and Tony. It's probably the worst it's ever been for, for me. I'll speak just for myself. You guys may have a different opinion, but don't ever smokes. need to hear the word Texican again. Nope. <laughs> no, it's, it's not getting over. And I think Jesse's still trying to figure out what that orange stuff is on his nose. He's still oh, trying to figure it out. It's a runner. It's a season-long arc. We're going to find out what's up with Jack Crusher before Jesse Ventura figures out what's up with that zinc oxide. Incredible. But, hey, let's just jump into that first match. Hey, right off the bat, here we go. TV title. Let's start off the show with the TV title. Former Mr. world Wonderful. champion Ron Simmons. <laughs> Versus the TV champion... Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, who could lose the belt if he gets DQ'd. Love when this gets introduced every once in a while for a quality heel, cha- heel champion. So, Jason, man, let's let's start the show off, buddy. Shit. Um, this, I will say this. I like that there was all the Paula pennants that were around. Not the concept of it, but if I was a heel and people were going to make fun of me like that, I sure as shit would make money. I hope he got because it looked like I don't know if those were planted, handed out, but like there was a lady that had the Paula sweater that like didn't look like handmade because it was like really good quality. That's so, gonna be the next thing on wrestling pawn stars is uh, we found some of these uh, Paula <laughs> placards from uh, Beach Blast '93. How much do you think they're worth? Uh, Fifteen dollars each? No. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if you collect them all. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, What's great is is Jesse says something about this is going into the the banter, uh, and Jesse is horny all show folks. Um, he makes an implication that he's worn out because of his activities this afternoon, and Tony admonishes him, 
He's like, oh, that's why you don't do stuff like that before work. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Uh, uh, as as far- opposed to me, because I beat off before I came. Right, right. <laughs> I, was, I was reading one of... Uses the stuff on his nose. <laughs> I was reading one of Claire's, Claremont She-Hulks, and I was just going to town on myself. I was beating my dick like it owed me money. And uh, then I realized, oh, it's five minutes to show time. <laughs> And Charlie, please keep in mind we can see your versions here because they're on know, camera. That's the idea. <laughs> your uh, your faux jerk off face is intimidating and erotic. <laughs> uh, we call him free orgasm, folks. Uh, Orndorff, his elbow strikes, the way that he's doing these, the one not just the normal, he's like bracing, putting his fist in his hand, and like he's like he's punching his hand to bash the elbow into Ron Simmons, is great. Um, are we still doing disqualifications for over the top rope? I thought that like left. Oh, I mean, like, it's, it seems uh, to keep being there, but I, I seriously, cause no one else seems to fucking know. So I tried to, I was trying to think back. I was like, so what was the end of there? Remember when we had the intense yes. like schism of their NWA rules and then their WCW rules. And I, I remember, so one of them was about the top rope. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do anything off. You couldn't do anything off the top rope. Now was that WCW or was that NWA? That was NWA because I think wasn't it was the Flair one of the two out of three falls was Flair and, and Nanoki, and it was like one fall okay well first fall was NWA rules the second fall was like WCW rules or something. Because the over the were- top thing though, I, I just I yeah I, I just it's one of those things that like can, is always conveniently reinserted <laughs> into the officiating book. But it's like no one tells the the wrestlers. They just go, it's like, well, someone goes over the top, someone rings the bell, because Ron didn't seem to know that he had got disqualified. Also, wh- that's so stupid. The whole point is that uh, the heel can't get disqualified, so you think it would be something where, the, like, if he, if if Orndorff threw himself over the top rope and made it look like Ron did it, uh, like, that would be different. But yeah, it, like, don't it make actually Ron ha- look like a dumbass. Yeah, it, it, makes, it, it just... <laughs> You, you just have it. And, and then oh, just to no. go back, why do we have no. the equalizer after the match? Right? Why is this, here's my new henchman, conveniently, after I've already won. Right. Like, what is that? That's so stupid. Um, I gave this a two. I thought it was a, like, this is a slow-ass opener. All right, man, what, Charlie, what would you think, man? Did you like this thing or what? What do you think? I did not. Uh, <clears throat> a two, huh? All right, hold on. Yeah. So, um... I'm glad you mentioned the elbow thing because I, I was going to write it down, but I was like, I don't care enough to write it down. But you just reminded me. Uh, I, so there's this whole thing in pro wrestling. It's always been there about, oh, he's using a closed fist. That's illegal. And it's like, okay, so closed fist has always been illegal. But it never dawned on me until this match. Why is an elbow legal? An elbow is way worse than a closed fist. Especially the way that Orndorff is doing it, which it looks really cool. Uh, I've never really seen that before, but I don't know. Uh, this over-the-top business gets super annoying in this show, uh, and what it's not helped by Jesse constantly pointing it out until he, until he doesn't point it out. Because there's one point that's very clear that, oh, he threw him over the top rope, never gets mentioned. Uh, and I'm sorry, if someone is trying to pile driver me i don't remember if it's this match but if someone's trying to pile driver me near the ropes and my instinct is to go for a backdrop 
and the jackass just happens to be by the ropes and they go over the top, that shouldn't be a disqualification. That's a defensive right. move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's because I thought the spirit of the rule, the spirit of the rule, whatever, is, you know, that you get thrown over the top rope. Thrown. Thrown. Like, mm-hmm. he, if he knocked them off the top turnbuckle and he fell out of the, is that a DQ? Like, it's, it's just a stupid rule. Like, it's just. I hate this. It, and I agree. Like, it's, it, like, I, I, I seriously thought the ending was going to be ref's going to get distracted. Paul's going to do a DQ type of thing. Perfect. And that'll get, and he'll get the win. But he, God dang it, that, that, that rascal, that Paul Orndorff just gets away with it again. Shit. Yeah. Well, but he was going to Eddie Guerrero it. Well, I also have to point out that uh, this isn't even really an official match because the, the opening bell never rang. It Crap. never rang. So, so hey, is, no, no, no. Is no, this no, like no. Axelmania? Is it still going on today? Well, well, not really. Orndorff's dead. But uh, <laughs> I actually had to had to Google. I, I forgot that he had died. But uh, but yeah, because uh, I think they start fighting outside the ring, and then they once they get in, Randy Anderson riles them up, and I keep waiting for the bell, and I'm like, I guess there's no bell. Poor Randy Anderson. Yeah. It's not going to get better for him tonight. No, it it's will not. It's not going to get better at all. It doesn't and, get better for and, Randy. And I mentioned this at the beginning. This is it, t- the fall of Ron Simmons in, in WCW. Like <laughs> No, no, no. 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 Like, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with wrestling Paul Orndorff. But, I mean, he was world champion, what, eight months ago? Eight, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and now he's, oh, like, he's, he's curtain jerking for the television title. Uh, awful. Um, and his gimmick is, I went to Florida State. That's oh, his yeah. gimmick now. Uh, That's we it. got to hear the Bobby Bowden stuff from Jesse Ventura Uh-oh. again when it came to Ron Simmons cheating. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. Oh, oh. Is it, something happened to my internet? <laughs> this is the best. This is the best. I couldn't get it, my it screen It froze ca- perfectly. You were like this. Yeah, I couldn't get my screen capture up quick enough. Uh, let me know if that happens again because I've got a fix for it. Um, this is the one. Sh- I've got a fix. Turns off the off. Camera. He just turns it off. Yeah, I got a click. That'll learn it. Uh, uh, outsmarted um, me again, inanimate object. What'd you give it, man? What'd you, what'd, uh, I gave it a. What'd you rate I gave this a three. Ooh. I added a four. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, uh, Charlie, while your internet decides to catch up with us, because uh, Will gave it a four, you gave it a three, I gave it a two. What was the number one movie in huh? July of 93? Oh, fuck, man. Damn it. I'm sorry. No, I that no we, went, we went on that uh, Stone Cold versus the world. <laughs> America. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. July 93? July 18th, 93. It's Jurassic Park. You were wrong. What? Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. Nope. Give you one more guess, and then your internet gets cut off. Shut up! Oh my <laughs> fuck you! Uh, it's it's it's. Wait, if it's not um, uh, a lot of running in this movie, or at least part of it's known for running. The Mohicans. Yeah, yeah, all of them. <laughs> White men can't jump. Uh, it... no. that's jumping. That's a different. Oh well, there's basketball. You know, there's running in that. Um, I, 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 the age of innocence. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> it's the firm. Oh, okay. Tom Cruise running. 
the firm. Great. That was the hint. That's a good Gene Hackman. That's a yes. good one. Yeah. That's a great. See, when I was like, of course it's Jurassic Park. And then when it was, and I was like, oh, so it wasn't number one the whole summer. Like, who took out the T-Rex? Tom Cruise. Hmm. Um, Impressive. It's an R-rated movie, too. Hmm. So when they cut to this, I had to wonder, was Tony wearing the glasses the whole time? Because that would be great if he was wearing those sunglasses the whole time. Because uh, it just adds to the ensemble of stupid that's he's wearing. It's bless his heart, man. It's just it's just a tough day for Tone. Just a tough day. He's committing to the bit. Yeah. Hey, man, we got our next matchup here. We got a uh, <laughs> we've got the WCW Rookie of the Year from two years ago. <laughs> Marcus Alexander Bagel teaming up with uh, Two Cold Scorpio to take on uh, uh, Tex Slazinger, whatever. And Shanghai uh, Pierce. And, what a you, name. So you, so you guys know who they are. Oh, it's right? the God you ones. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's why I was like, these guys look no. a little familiar. And then, uh, <laughs> let me go with the videotape. Well, I spent, there it is. I spent like the first minute wondering if it was Henry Godwin because he was kind of slim. And I just like yeah. Apple Watch. I was like, who is Shanghai Pierce? And it actually brought the historical figure up, Shanghai Pierce, from like 1890. And I was like, no, 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 no. WCW Shanghai Pierce. And it said, Hog. <laughs> Henry O. Godwin. Oh, God. Good. I thought it was just a giant picture of a dick on an Apple they, Watch. Dude, they just look like heels from 1956. They look like they are just way out of time mm -hmm. wrestling heels. It's hilarious. All right, so, Charlie, go for it, man. What's, what's up with this one? Uh, the uh, maybe my favorite move of the mat of the night here, uh, the backdrop into purgatory that Two Cold Scorpio gets. I mean, I I kept waiting for a hard way after that, uh, because it it's almost his ass that hits the top rope, you know, and he gets folded in half. I absolutely love that. Uh, oh, this is when I got tired of Texicans. Yep, yeah, because I wrote that down. Uh, Henry Godwin. Because that's what I'm calling him. He did a great gut wrench sit out power bomb. Like that looked pretty cool. And then of course it ends with the 450, which always looks good. Whatever. Uh, it's it's a four. Um, <laughs> I there's a moment where Too Cold wants to start dancing, and he looks at Tex, and I look. It looked like legitimately Tex was scared. Like I didn't know this was part of the script because I. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not qualified to do this dancing, Mr. Too Cold. <laughs> guys, Mr. guys, Mr. guys, 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 I'm from Texas. Improv's not my thing. <laughs> like, I'm sorry I didn't go to the Groundlings. I can't. He wasn't in Naked Midian yet, you know. Yeah, he, he genuinely was like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. I, this is not part of the character. Nope. All right, Jason, what you think, man? Did you have a good time with this? Uh, actually, yes. Um, because it's just like, it's this concept of these two time traveling bad guy wrestlers. It was just cracking me up. I was like, what is going on here? And I was like, they keep yelling Texas, like, woo. And, and this is not a, this is not a knock on people from Texas, but why are you so fucking proud of where you come from? Like, you're just born in this state, but you have some weird allegiance to it. Like, Ohio, Texas, there was people in Mississippi with a sign that just said Texas. I mean, like. It, if you're going to do that, at least have it in the shape of your state so you can identify it later. Um, but Tex and Pierce, I think they should have come to the ring first because it took them an awfully long time to get their gear off. Um, 
it was pretty funny. Even Jesse made a note of it. And I was like, okay, then he's just rigging into him. Uh, Buff, and, oh, sorry, Buff, you're not Buff yet. Bagel and Too Cold try a whisper in the wind, and poor old Scorpio just slides right off Bagel. I called it the uh, whimper in the wind. Oh, the um, top rope. Yeah. Yeah, that was, <laughs> and then that's, he, because Too Cold fucks up again later, and it's not, I mean, like, his, his moveset is, it's like Sabu, it's like it's got a really high chance of going wrong, but it generally doesn't. And but it just seemed really off. Um, there, what, towards the end, when the faces are finally firing up and like they everyone's in the ring, and like Too Cold and, and and Bagwell are gonna like double drop kick one of them out the ring. Bagwell just forgets. Oh yeah, he just <laughs> stands he, there. He just stands there and then does like a little half skip. Uh, like Jesse is. When, when did I, I? I wrote this. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jesse says call something a 9.0. I think it's oh, the, the 450. It's the 450. 450. He, call, he rates it a 9.0, mm. but I give this a 4. Mm, mm, mm. Jason, this here's a, I don't know if he still listens to the pod. Maybe he does. Do you remember remember on the Spanish announce table pod when, when Scotty, they were talking about that story about Sabu? Dog Sabu poo Sabu? And so they called him Sapu. Sapu. <laughs> He had shit all over this hotel. Like, he had just shit all over it. There's just shit everywhere. Shit on the walls. Just shit everywhere. And then when they said Sapu, I remember I laughed so hard. And that's why when you said it, that was the first thing I thought was, good old Sapu. Sapu, Sapu. <laughs> Man, it's just, I'm really, like, it was, I mean, compared to the first match, I was like, this is great. It's a breath of fresh, sh- shitty air. Yeah, no, I agree. I end up giving it a... I gave it a five. There it is. It It only took me one match to bring out a five. One match. There it is. This is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. I give it a five. What'd you give it? What'd you give it? Quattro. You give it... Oh, God. I'm so far off. (laughs) Well, you are. A whole 10% off. I tried I tried really hard not to give fives. I think I do have one later. I was like, I can't resist. It's a fucking... Right down the middle. Um, okay, so now here's where we go to the Mr. Mister Wonderful with the equalizer who's with Missy. And, uh, man, I mean, seriously, they, all I wrote down was, what the fuck is going on with the equalizer? Like, that's all I took away. Like, I didn't listen to Paul Orndorff. I know that he's, you know, he uh, uh, he had some things. That's, I, I didn't care. I was it like, what's literally going on with just this hit guy? me what he was doing. I'm not kidding. Like, He's doing the delete chant. Where Matt Hardy just moves his... He's doing this. It's over and over again. It's like... And it, I'm not saying that to be funny. That's just what it looks like. Because it, it is constant. He's right. Didn't the Thanks. WWF have an equalizer? The guy who was coming after The Undertaker and the... I think it was Terry Gordy. Oh, no. That's the executioner. It's just Denzel. He comes so, out and yeah. shoots me. Is this the Denzel or the Queen Latifah equalizer? Oh. Oh, no. Gotta get it out. Yeah. I feel like there was an equalizer. No, 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 no. <laughs> Check your mirrors. That's right. You're going to signal because you're going to merge. <laughs> All right. So uh, we, we're done with that. Oh, we're done with the. Oh, yeah, God, we're done yeah. with that promo. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Next match, here we go. Hey, man, um, 
Too bad they got this lower third wrong. It's uh, Eric Watts versus Lord Steven Regal. Poor Watts can't even, they can't even get his lower third right. They never corrected yeah. it. They never bothered to correct it. Uh, man, so here we go. Um, I'm going to tell you something, man. I Uh-oh. I thought I thought Eric I I was watching. I was like, man, this is going to be just this is going to be whatever. And uh, of course, it was great to see because. Have we seen Regal on a pay-per-view yet? Just the clash last time. That was just it. Just a clash, right? So yeah. So that was cool. Um I thought Eric Watts worked really well, man. He didn't I have a choice. He, <laughs> I mean, it, but the here's the only thing that bothered me was like everywhere I was reading was like, oh, Regal carried him, Regal carried him. It's like, dude, he had to do a lot in that match. You can't just say that dude carried him. I mm-hmm. think that's a little bit harsh. Grant, he sucked whenever we were going through, like, you know, um when his dad was was running the place and everything, but I mean, dude, he, I, 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 him handing out the little American flags was probably my favorite. Please clap. Please, please, please. please. You know, we, we beat them 200 years ago. You know all about it. Come on. Texas? That's why we're here. With a question mark. <laughs> but, um, but no, nah, man, I mean, like, if anything, what's cool is, and you didn't, you, the promo does a better job of setting it up, but you, you, you're just like, this is our future TV champion. Mm-hmm. working here and you can see why and it's it's uh it's fantastic although like the um the uh i i, I will say i love the he wins it with a roll up pull the tights after all that great wrestling roll up tights regal gets the victory over that frisky eric watts who's uh is that his name frisky uh, eric watts <laughs> watch out ladies and then uh yeah i i, I man i i don't do I, it. I, I like this, Don't man. I gave it a six. God, I, was, oh, I, was a, it. I was a big fan of this. I really oh, was. Wait. And gosh dang it, man. I, oh. I really was pulling for that Eric Watts because I was like, man, I know you sucked. And I don't know what all the crap was backstage because, you know, dirt sheets don't tell the whole story. But, man, you wrestled a damn fine match, Eric. A damn fine match. That's what I'm going to say. All right. Uh, hey, hey, Jason, what would you think of it? Did you like it? I gave it three, Will. Sounds good, but Charlie. No, Moving uh, <laughs> uh, on. The, the, the here's it's not. You're. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like when at the beginning there, it's like Eric, like Regal's, like, hey, uh, uh, let's show him what you can do. I, I don't know what's got. You know, I wasn't here. I ain't got anything on that. That's great. Okay, now it's time for me to be the character I'm going to be. But uh, the it's more. This one isn't annoying. It's just it's, it's kind of weird. Is uh, at some point. Jesse can see you. That's what's so funny. Yeah. Jesse, what are you my like? Jesse says something. Or Tony goes, I'm sure there's a lot to do in Oklahoma. And Jesse just says, Oh, really? And it's 30 seconds of silence. There's nothing. There are some, pre- oh. there are some pregnant pauses where I wonder what's going on. Right. What, what's going on? And then there? <laughs> Tony Schiavone says, Eric Watts is a complete wrestler. Jesse's response is, He better be. And I was like, ooh. Uh, William Regal, so I, I don't remember where in the match, but William Regal just slaps the shit out of Eric Watts one good time, uh, which yeah. is great. Uh, it, the problem is, is like what I think helped drop my rating and review of it is the, list the crowd just like apathetic, which is going to be the theme for a lot of the night until we get to one special person. Um, but the... The best part is the promo after William Regal yeah, says, yeah. I didn't even break a sweat, and he That's is the best. soaked. He, I love just, it. 
so good. He looks like he, he just got off a slip and slide. With no tinge of irony in his voice. No. Just. Nope. It's great. Yeah. But he's setting his sights on the TV title, which I was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of heel versus heel promos in this yeah. show today. I was like, I have no recollection of Regal and Orndorff. And I don't know if we get to that, but I kind of want to. It'd <laughs> be yeah. awesome. Oh, oh yeah. All right. So, um, oh, we haven't heard yes. from Charlie yet. As he looks perplexed. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was just. I just. Mock I saw the shake of head. I immediately thought one. <laughs> it's coming. No. Uh, I gave it a point six. <clears throat> I don't know why this took me so long to do, but I actually looked up how much eighteen stone two pounds is. Well, God dang. This is an educational podcast. Charlie, tell us all about it. Well, it's pretty interesting you use that voice because Stone Cold Steve Austin weighs 18 stone, 2 pounds. It's 252 pounds. 252 pounds. pounds. Yeah. God dang. Whoa. Wait a minute. So yeah. if 200, so, so 250 pounds is 18 stone, right? I guess so. so. You should have yeah. thought that you've activated my autism. Now I want to know how much... Uh, <laughs> 250 divided by 18. So a stone is 13.8888 pounds. Ooh. No wonder they lost. <laughs> right? You, 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 so, America, do Here's an American flag. <laughs> Welcome to the country. Glad you made it. Sorry, I thought that was cool. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't want to give Eric Watts credit. But why? I just don't. Why? I don't like him. I just don't like. He's a charisma vacuum. Uh, he's he's awful. Like it reminds me of when it's like when Bret Hart was the ultra bad Canadian, and the best we could do was Del Wilkes. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm not cheering for that guy. He sucks. Like I, I don't like him. So it's it. Of course, you know, I want to watch Regal. And then I began to wonder, like, why would they put him in a match with Regal? You know, because it's like usually whenever someone that was new got put into a match with Regal. It was to stretch them out a little bit or, like, make them work a real match. And that's really what we get here. And I, I, I got to say, there is no wrestler, and not one, that I would rather see do a rest hold than Steven Regal or William Regal. He makes the rest hold look like an art form. And the way that he, it's just fun. It's just so much fun to watch him just work. And like, and it also like I thought of this too, because um, it's a very short list of guys. Regal was one of the guys that had me thinking wrestling was real, like because like, he had that that level of intensity and it just it looked legit every everything he did, and he still managed to do all that great character work, the sweating, the promo at the end where he tells Sir William to bake his crumpets, you know, just like is that what he does, like. Okay. I like how character work is sweating. Oh, there oh no. <laughs> I was wondering who you were waving at because I thought it can't be one of the kids because that was yeah, too high of a wave. <laughs> Wyatt has grown another five inches. <laughs> you know. Um, so. And so Will gave it a six, and I was like, that's insane. And then I flipped the card over and went, oh. It's a six. You gave it a six? I did. I, like I said, I, I I thought it was insane that you said that, and then I saw my card, and I was like, oh, no. What? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I did. I thought this was pretty good, all things okay. considered. Okay. Good for you, Eric Watts. I'm pulling for you, buddy. Yeah, I'm Eric. I know, you're, I know you probably uh, are big in the crypto scene or something, and, I, and I, I'm just happy alive? for you. Uh, I, 
I bet he is. Yeah. Let's not do that. Oh. Last time we did this, we killed somebody. Kennedy. Well, no, no, no. We, well, killed, well, we didn't kill Kennedy. George it was, Kennedy. George Kennedy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we have uh, more than one option here. <laughs> so uh, here's something uh, fun, just because I was like, hey, Matt, Bush's album, 16 Stone, weighed 222 pounds. I'm so glad you looked up how much 18 stone and 2 pound was, Charlie. Now I'm like, ooh. It's technology, what can I say? Whoa. Well, nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm so pumped, though, next. Jason, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you get to do this. You get to lead off with this. But uh, here we go. We get some footage from Clash of the Champions. And if you guys remember from that episode, what we loved was when Johnny B. Bad was trying to get his, his, his bad blaster back. Dude, the other and, angle. And yes. The other and angle. It's in slow motion. And it's in slow motion. It was way worse than we originally thought. <laughs> and of course, Max Payne obliged Johnny B. Bad, but not before he shot him in the face with confetti. <laughs> and it, the slow mo is what makes it. It is so good to see it in slow motion. But here we are. This is an intense grudge match, it is personal. Johnny B. Bad with a mask is taking on Max Payne. Uh, Jason, let's go for it, man. Let's do this. It's a super grudge match. Never heard of one of those before. So, like, is the match super? Is the grudge super? Which is it? Um, what's great is Max Payne coming out, barely playing his guitar. Still better than Van Hammer. I want to give him give him credit for that because he's actually playing it. Uh, you know, and we, we've got... Uh, Johnny B. Bad with the Johnny B. Mask into it. I, I like it was just like this cool like, hey, it's a nice little different flavor on Johnny B. Bad. Uh, Johnny B. Bad comes out whipping some ass. Like he is, I believed it. Grudge match. Like Johnny is on. He's punching a lot. You it's did really good. I believed it because you know sometimes they go these grudge matches and it's like you know lock up, you know whatever. But I did. I, I'm afraid I disagree. But. I, I digress. Nah, nah. Go ahead. That's the beginning of the match. Match didn't keep up the pace that the first three seconds implied that it was going to keep up here. Uh, so it's just the you get a good camera angle when uh, Max gets thrown onto the mat by John. It's a really good angle. Um, the problem is, is this is a super grudge match that ends with a not so high cross body off the second rope. Because then the I'll tell you what, great pivot by him because he fucks up getting up there, mm-hmm. and instead of you know he just it's a good pivot, but it's still it is what it is. It's a second row cross body, like and that's the end, like and yeah. then it's not like Max Payne gets up and proceeds to like beat him down after. Yeah. It's just like and is this over? Johnny B. Bad pulls out a switchblade and goes to work. <laughs> <laughs> and so where, where's Johnny B. Bad's good buddy, the Z Man, who came out to defend him last time? Nothing. Z-Man is probably battling a shirt. In all fairness, there's probably a match going on backstage between the Z-Man and that and some turtleneck or something. Uh, it, it's just that I, I gave this a four because it fell so flat at the end. Like, I was excited for it. I really was. The whole showing us the repeat, giving us the different angle in slow motion. It almost looked like, you know, in the, the last few Mortal Kombat's, you do the x-ray move and it zooms in. It's everything. <laughs> I was like, ooh, we're going to see the confetti fly into his eye and cut his retina. Ooh. No. 
Charlie, Johnny B. Bad, better worker than Kurt Henning. What do you say? <laughs> Maybe uh, latter day WCW Kurt Henning, but uh... <laughs> dude, you guys, did you guys see that interview I sent you? Which one? Which which one? The one that was a week after Ruta died. Oh, dude, I oh, hate yeah, just... I hate that. I've seen that Man. a few times actually. Um, yeah, that nuts. was. I've, yeah, I don't need to see that again. Hey, one of your best friends just died. How you feel about it? Right. <laughs> Jesus what Christ! Were, what were no, not him. Rick Rude. What was that guy thinking? Uh, who was that? I, I don't even know. I have no idea who that guy was. Uh, the button, anyway, the right. button Kurt puts on that on that interview is perfect. Like right at the end, it just tells him off. God, terrible. Um. Uh. So apparently, uh, WCW had Max Payne T-shirt merch. Did you see oh. the? Yeah, there was a guy in the crowd wearing a Max Payne shirt. And I was like, that's probably a hot seller, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, and, you know, there's, it's not a video package, but I was looking forward to this match because of how awesome that spot was. Not to mention that they showed that other angle of, of Johnny B. Bad falling off the stage, and he smacked that concrete floor. I mean, it, it looked awful. Um, and then I had another thought. There's like a, an untold storyline here that they could have done. This is kind of like, it could be the battle for rock and roll. Because you know where I'm getting Cons- at. You know, continue. Like, like they're Please. making all these little like, oh, you know, it's he's like they make little Richard references and this and that, and I'm like, <laughs> there's a there's a more interesting story here that they could go with. If they wanted to, yeah. but in Biloxi, I don't think it would have went over. When when he becomes Jonathan B. Bad, and he comes out, and he's like, that part of the York Foundation. Jonathan York B. Foundation. It would be Jonathan B. Misbehaving is what it should be. Um, Maxwell I do, Payne. I think it was at the beginning in Maxwell Payne. I think it was at the beginning of the match. That Johnny B. Bad turnbuckle bump was absolutely outrageous. It, like, he misses it, and it just it feels like he's falling for like five minutes. Like, I don't know how he got back up. Um, oh, that's right. This is when Jesse had one of my favorite quotes here. Because he falls out from that turnbuckle bump, and Tony Schiavone says, Oh, God, is he even going to get back in? And then Jesse stole a line from us. He goes, Oh, he's getting back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a beating to come. Um, so oh, it's you're super, gonna take it. Oh, you're gonna take it. It's a super grudge match, folks, and um, we have rope breaks. We have countouts. As soon as I I see a snapmare, I'm out. It takes me right out, dude. It's like uh, you know what I always think of, of is WrestleMania 25 with uh, Triple H and Randy Orton. I th- I swear yeah. to God, I think that match yeah. started with a lockup, and I'm like. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, I was getting at home invasion, lock up. Yeah, didn't he break into your home, dude? Go after your didn't wife? He like, d- didn't, didn't he, he like, destroy your, your wife <laughs> and then make out with her? Yeah, her, her, her unconscious body. So. Just like, it's Triple H's thing. On, on that note, um, I gave this a five. Man, I'm at a four, too. I'm going to be honest, I'm at a four. I am. Uh, but I'll tell you this. That Max Payne ain't as bad as I thought he was. He actually worked pretty good. You know what? He's one of those guys like 
he could have been Kane. And what I mean, what I mean is like, remember how Kane had a bunch of shitty gimmicks, mm-hmm. but just timed out with the right one, and he got all this guy needed was just one, like just just one good repackaging, and that guy could have been could have been some man. Yeah. Him and Eric, him and Eric Watts, man, they could have been running buddies. <laughs> I was just thinking, put Max Payne in the ring with Regal. And, so and you call him uh, Maximum oh, Watts, yeah. and they're like, yes. yeah, they're all Max, electric. Max Wattage. That's what I'd say. Like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. That's it, it writes itself, folks. They'll be contending for the U.S. tag team title somewhere. <laughs> aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> um, but nah, man. Yeah, that it, when you you took it, you said it perfectly, Jason. It fell flat. It fell flat. Yeah, that thing's. Uh, yeah, that's too bad. You guys, uh, you got to wrap up. We got to have a twenty-five minute tag match, a thirty man, thirty minute Iron Man match. You guys, get your six and get out. <laughs> so speaking of which, let's just transition to it. Up next, we've got the face, the faces of Paul Roma and Arn Anderson, the four horsemen, taking on the Hollywood Blondes for the Unified World Tag Team titles. First off, man, face horsemen suck. Oh, it's awful, dude. It's so awful. It it just don't work. It it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Especially when you're, it's a downgrade from we had Flair and Anderson. Who, last one. who is in the Horseman right now? Because I swear, I, I, there's just I, three. I can't, I can't get it to four. You know, like so, it's, it's Anderson Roma. Is Oli a part of this? Like, is I don't, I don't. In terms of like, yeah, there isn't any wrestlers we've seen that hit the fourth one. Wrestlers, like they're actually like, we haven't even seen a JJ Dillon type really. No. Not on these. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the three horsemen <laughs> just doesn't just mm-hmm. those shirts are the worst though. That's oh, what are those? The, the, those the, are we went the... to the mall and I said, Hey, let's get a badass shirt made for our beach blast shirt. Cool, what are you gonna get? I'm gonna get a pony running on the beach in front of the sunset. The worst thing Tony Schiavone could do was point it out because mm-hmm. he pointed yeah. out and he put and he tried to put it over. And I was like, I gotta see this shirt. And then I saw the shirt and it's looks like something you could grab at a flea market. Yeah. Yeah, it's awful shirt. It looks right, you know, so it looks like an eight in Eagles album cover. That's it. That's yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. The least worst of the Eagles. The least worst Eagles album cover. I can't even think of which one it reminded me of. I mean, they're all pretty much shit except for honestly, Hotel, Hotel California's it, album cover is pretty good. It looks like what if you the thumbnail for a a YouTube video where someone did a synthwave cover of Hotel California. That's what it looked like because it's that weird purple neon colors. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That's what it... Ugh. Now I want to puke. What you got for us, Charlie? This is Uh-oh. the first time I've ever heard WCW, like an announcer or anything, refer to one of their wrestlers as a superstar. I thought that was a WWF thing. What do you mean? Have you, like, you know, oh, they're not wrestlers. They're, uh-huh. they're superstars. You know, they're superstars. That, that's, that's a WWF thing. Tony Schiavone actually refers to one of the wrestlers, uh, like, like when they were coming into the beach. Like, it sounds just like, just, you know, oh, when we arrived here in Biloxi, like, like it, was, it was great, and all the superstars were walking around the beach, and I was like, the what? It's it, it just strange i i 
Anyone? Like, has anyone ever heard that before? Have you ever heard of an ECW superstar or an AEW well, Stone superstar? Austin. Stone Cold Steve, Steve Austin was the super, was the superstar in ECW. That was what he was called. But it was a yeah. that was a parody. Like like that was that was like satire, like oh. that was that was a joke, because because they said that he wasn't but the f- marketable in in WCW. Right. Charlie, but I think your Roku super- light bulb is interfering with your internet because every time no, that, your internet goes out, it gets brighter. No, that's actually the Roku TV I'm using for extra brightness. I don't think that's what TVs are for, bro. But it's, that's it's, awesome. it's a very sophisticated system over here, Jason. <laughs> this is good stuff. Can we just? Let's continue on talking about the DVs. Some more. <laughs> yeah. Charlie's good. writing this his Civil War love crap. My dearest Beth Ann, <laughs> the war is terrible. I am writing you by TV light. <laughs> well, I had to find the right like combination of apps that, that projected the white. Oh, yeah. see, now I can see what you're looking at in your glasses. Yeah. I didn't know you had the Pornhub yeah. app on your TV. <laughs> they don't sell that. Okay, so so this is really strange in this match. Um, like it's it's within the first minute, Brian Pillman points uh, to the referee and says, "Hey, hey, hey! Paul Roma has got something in his trunks." And the referee turns around, checks Paul Roma. And oh then, yes, and he then, does. And then, <laughs> That'd be great if that was the response. And then we actually see Brian Pillman adjusting something in his trunks, and I don't think it was you know his little loose cannon, and. He and it's like, oh, it's like a Chekhov's gun kind of thing. Is this going to come back later? Like, does is Pillman does he have something? No, he does. No, it never comes He's back. He's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it does come back. It's just a really long payoff, Charlie. That sucked. Like, I was really disappointed that that never comes back. Um, Steve Austin. I, you know, he's not stone cold yet, but his move set is so much fun to watch this era of Steve Austin. Just like, because, you know, it's one of those things where you see the move and all you can think of is, could Stone Cold do that? And, it, and, and you can't even imagine Stone Cold doing the move. Um, uh, there's a Bret Hart sign on the hard cam side, which is weird. You know, see that in WCW. Uh, we get a double A DDT on Brian Pillman that turns him all kinds of inside out. Uh, looked really cool. Uh, suplex over the top rope should be a DQ. Referee doesn't care. Uh, referee's discretion. And this was, this was the one that doesn't even get mentioned by Jesse. He's just like, fuck it. Nothing matters anymore. Um, the Spinebuster spot is fantastic. It re- kind of reminded me of the WrestleMania 18 spot with Arn. Although, like, ugh, I can't believe I gave it that. Okay, because, okay, before I, before I give the number, um, WCW has a real problem in their tag matches, specifically on this show, where the hot tag is a is a false flag, and it's like, oh. and then there's another hot tag. Um, no, no, we're not done yet, and and it just keeps going on and on and on. Uh, but even that that being said, um, I really enjoy these guys. I don't think Paul Roma is nearly as bad of a wrestler as uh, people make him out to be. Uh, the way you feel about Eric Watts tonight is kind of how I feel about Paul Roma. <laughs> so I gave this a seven. Um, Jason. Yes. Equalizer better than Paul Roma or what do you think? 
Well, we just got to see what the equalizer has to offer first. You know, I don't think it's fair to judge. I just on. like I just like doing these transitions that are like cable talk show hot take. <laughs> Pat Buchanan. <laughs> just give. Uh, so. Are we sure Michael Jordan was good? <laughs> hey guys, I want to piss everyone like off. The Marvel Cinematic that. Universe is the greatest thing ever. Just those people. Uh, the <laughs> Charlie almost broke his neck. <laughs> And he's choking. Do you need to so call wrong. One, Charles? <laughs> I was in the middle of a drink. Yes. Don't uh, say that, that stuff. That is my plan. Uh, so, I, this match, I, I give two ratings to this match. Because there's a sub-match in here that is just phenomenal. And that's Brian Pillman versus the crowd. Yeah. There's that corner that is just all over him. And it, he's just eating it up. And it's great. It works. Uh, I give Brian Pillman versus the crowd an eight. Um, but, uh, Arn Anderson looks like a fucking catcher's mitt. Like he was just sitting out absorbing all the sun, um, on here. The, the interesting thing is I, I gave this match a six, but I blacked out like the last 20% of it. Cause it was just, I was watching it. It was going on a really long time. I remember not that kind of blackout <laughs> equalizer. I'm just like swapping it flies that aren't there. No, I just like, I was like, all right, how much longer has this got? I look down at my phone, and then I start reading something, and then I hear the bell ring. So I was like, oh. But what I saw, I really liked. But that's when I was like, all right, it's time to take a break. Uh, speaking of breaks, folks, JR After Dark's sponsor is Casper Mattress. When you're going to come on a mattress, get a Casper Mattress. Cleans right off. Anyway, back. Uh, so yeah, like I said, a six. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> I love Will's face. <laughs> um, yeah, they, it was. Um, yeah, they, I mean, are, can we just go ahead and say it now? Probably the you guys think the best match of the night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not a high bar, but I mean, right, not a high. Oh, it's definitely not. It's definitely not high. But no, it was cool, man. Like I thought there was a third match, Jason. It was Brian Pillman versus his uh, wedgie. That he never Man. fixed. Uh, yeah. never, he just refuses that, to fix it. I he love, didn't come I to the ring hilarious. I yeah. thought it was hilarious. It's just like, fuck it. This is even better. I'm just I can't believe off. I was like so fixated on like the problem. I was like, Man, you just need to, just need to get in there. Down a little bit and just... No. Okay. Yeah. But no, I... I yeah. The, uh, that closing sequence with the spine buster and then how they... How it, it's a it's a false finish. And then, yeah, that whole thing is... It's just awesome. That's a great... That's a great sequence. I gave it a seven, man. That's I absolutely loved it. It was a great time, even though like Face Horseman is just terrible. Like this is. Do you think that's part of the problem with Roma? Is that that he was a horseman during the Face Horseman, and it's when everything's coming back. There's not four of them. They're not running the show, so it's just like he's. I think it's more like he's the he's the easiest spot to look at and pick apart, even though well, it's not really his fault. Was the flare for the gold because that's where it starts. Was Roma like a last-minute substitution? Like, like, what went wrong at that flare for the gold? Because like that had something to do with it. Um, I can't even. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. But the yeah, the one, I think when they introduced Paul Roma, uh, the fans were not really having it because they were expecting somebody else. I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, it was Tully. It was Tully Blanchard. Tully yeah. Blanchard was supposed to be on Flare for the Gold during that episode, and he ended up. 
no showing or contract negotiations, whatever. And they just kind of took it out on Paul Roma. Um, the guy was fine. I, uh, yeah. It, it, what what looked, was his tag good. team in WWF? Was it Power and Glory? Power and Glory. Yeah, I yeah. liked Power Hercules, and Glory. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I never really had a problem with Paul Roma. And I don't know if it's a face thing because during the Monday Night War, the horsemen were face. And uh, everyone liked Chris Benoit and whether it was Dean Malenko or Mongo, I'm sorry, I, you know, get, get, the fans were behind them. So I don't, I think people just had an aversion to Paul Roma that I really don't understand it. Yeah, no, I agree. No, yeah. it definitely not. I mean, looks good, wrestles well, yeah. you know, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, Eric and Missy, two men, 30 minutes, sounds like a dream. Eric, man, Eric's face. <laughs> yeah, Eric's like, yeah. Oh man, man. Yeah, yeah it's like. It, Sorry, Jan. I mean, with Dustin being one of the guys, I mean, it's. <laughs> it, it is what it is, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he it's so like funny shit. to like have them stand next to each other, Dustin and, and Rick Rude, because it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, which we see later. So it's a, it's a thirty man Iron Man match. Whoa, thirty what? minute Whoa, Iron Man match. Also, Missy's dream. Thirty minute. I think that's Iron a reality for her. For the United States uh, title, which is vacant, between Dustin Rhodes and Ravishing Rick Rude. Man, this feud, this has this feud been going on for a year? Because it feels like it. I don't Rick Rude think so. Be because in the main event. This last. Last year was Rick Rude and Steamboat for the world title. In an Iron Man match, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so just like Ron Simmons gets demoted, the concept of the Iron Man match gets demoted. So um, I want to lead off of this. I, uh, I hate Iron Man matches. I decided I don't like them. I don't like them. I think it's just jerking what's your, off what's for the your, sake of jerking off. What's your favorite one? I mean, my favorite. So you want... I'll be honest. My favorite one is probably Rock Triple H. Yes. Okay. Judgment Day. Yeah. Great match. Because it's fantastic. It's, they're they're nine finishes. There's nine different finishes in that match because its ending is five four, right? Something like that. Five four. Like five Undertaker four. comes back and ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was awesome because it was like, you know, like it became it became a, a race against time, and it's just like, man, they, I don't know, when you have multiple finishes within the match, it's just sort of like, okay, like. I don't know. It just seemed like we were doing a little bit more than just like rolling around for an hour. No offense to Sean and Brett. It's no offense. Cause at the time it was incredible. I think now when we really look at it, like, yeah, it's, it's really good at the same time. Like it's kind of boring. Like it's, it's very, really it's boring. very boring. <laughs> I mean, I mean, essentially you can turn on the sudden death and that's all, that's really all you need. I hate to say that. And that, then the that, match is phenomenal for three minutes. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why couldn't they just do this? You know. So, the the ending of this though I think totally <laughs> cements it for me. It's like being like another another reason not to like. I just when there's like it it in pro wrestling this concept of like oh my god we have to sit here for this amount of time before a winner is declared like that sucks. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You know what I mean? Like especially I mean thirty minutes is not that bad in the end, but if it's a sixty minute Iron Man match, you're like. Oh boy. Okay. So duct tape. Granted. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> duct tape. Uh, but uh, the 
the first, I guess, 15 minutes of the match up until the um, uh, the Rude Awakening, it's pretty boring. Like, it is not not a great watch, even for Rick Rude, who is I, – I was thinking about Charlie on the, Rick, on the Bret Hart scale. He's got to be a 30 on the Bret Hart scale all the way across 10s. Rick Rude deserves 10, 10, 10. All of it. I I wouldn't argue I, that. Man, I he I I'd if you were doing like your best villains, your best heels of all time, I wouldn't be if you told me that was your number 1, I'd be like right on. Yeah. I'm with you. Perfect he heel. He should have been perfect. And I and I thought of this too. I I like Rick Rude more in WCW than I did in WWF. Yeah, yeah. And not that they use him very well or anything, but I think he really came into his own because like, he was kind of like this prissy kind of character in WWF. But in WCW, it's like this guy kicks ass. Yeah, <clears throat> but then he sells like if you atomic drop him, it's, it's all over. It's, it's the atomic bomb. <laughs> I so I fell down the rabbit hole of listening to going hearing Steve Austin stories about Rick Rude, which are great. He tells the one where it's like, well, you know, you you definitely like to smoke up a lot and uh. <laughs> we we get back from doing a fishing trip. He caught a billion fish. I did. I didn't catch very much. And I'm over, he's like he's over there cleaning the fish. And he's like Rick Rude just goes inside, turns on Cape Fear, and just starts blazing up. And then eventually he walks outside, <laughs> and Steve is cleaning all the fish. And Steve's like, "Hey man, you gonna help me with these?" No. And walks back inside. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, watch. Oh, it's Cape Fear. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do this to someone. I'm gonna stalk somebody. This is so good. Oh, but um, <laughs> when he yells, "You ain't shit, Rhodes." That is just the highlight of the whole show. It's the highlight of the whole show just to hear him say it. And then is it later he does the get up, Rhodes, and he hawks the or he, he snots on him? Oh, the uh, the multiple handkerchief. Snots. There are multiple yeah. snots in this. Yeah, it's a long match. That's... He had reserves. It did. Oh yeah. I did wonder, did Dustin's hand touch the mat on that third? Because the camera angle is definitely like the camera angle doesn't do it favors. No, no. It. I was like, ah, could be two nothing. Argument for it to be two nothing, but um, he hits the bulldog. So then, with the last like basically five minutes left, I think it is, we're tied at one to one. So now, here we go. Now finally, here's where. (laughs) Shocker! We're tied up with five minutes ago, and all of a sudden it becomes, you know. A match but then like another thing that's really bad in pro wrestling is when there is a countdown in the match like any one of those like scrambles like from the 2000s championship scrambles you know what i mean like anytime there was like a you got to do the thing within a certain time period Mm -hmm. wrestlers always screw it up it's almost never like very rarely do they time it out where the referee's three count is at one on the clock and it's done it's happened but not often and of course, guess what, folks? Somehow, when we were, I feel like we were promised there would be a winner tonight, that there would be a champion. Yeah. I feel like somebody said it, that we would get a champion. Uh, we don't. Um, it is a draw. At the end of this, it is a 30, we go 30 minutes and we For still have nothing. no champion. Um, I was really mad. I was so mad. I was so mad at this. I was like, three. Nope. You get a three. I am not going to let you get away with this. I'm not going to let you get away with this WCW. Um, but yeah, I, 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 and I, and it sucks. Cause like, you know, obviously like I like both guys and, and it was crazy. It's like, it's not really like a three worthy match, but that finish is shit. 
That is shit. It's shit, is, Rhodes. It's fucking shit, dude. So, yeah, I uh, I was not a fan. Jason, man, eight. did you give it an eight? Did you like it a lot, man? Hang on. I got to warm up for this one. Hang on. Ooh. Ooh. All right. <clears throat> the whiplash you get between the juxtaposition of Rick Rue's theme song and Dustin Rhodes' theme song oh, you is so right. incredible. <laughs> like, it is... That's a, a perfect example of depression. I am so happy listening to this upbeat music. He's natural. Like, natural. you just want to shoot yourself. It's really bad. Um, Jesse begins to tell us how clocks work. Not like the intricacies of how the gears move and everything, but how time and the, the concept of it just decreases um, or goes up. Uh, the best part is he's like, yeah, we're going to leave the clock up the entire time. Before he finishes that sentence, the clock is down. Like, love it. I don't know if they were like, someone's doing, hey, this will fuck with them. It would be pretty funny. Um, or if someone was like, you know what, really, if we leave this clock up, people are going to really see, realize how boring it is. Because you're just literally showing them how much time they got left. Um, so, people watch. When boring matches come through, i got to get into it. So... There's two people I want to point out today. We're going to get to the an all-time New Blood All-Star here in a little bit. But first, uh, I noticed there's a lady in white a couple rows back. She's got big blonde hair. Uh, she seems to be there with her kids because she's not into anything that's going on. Rick Rude does his gyration and swivel. She no-sells it. No-sells it. Nothing. Lady's not interested, right? A few minutes later, when Dustin does his swivel... She cracks up. Like, you can see her laughing and not like the, like, the, oh, my God. Like, it, it, to her, she's, I don't know if she realizes it's a taunt. Does he think he's sexy? You know, like, he just undulates there. Uh, and then Jesse adds to the moment with the, like, a big fat steer in heat. <laughs> Which the camera cuts to one of the weird angles where you can see the announce team at ringside and the timekeeper lady is bawling. She's yes, laughing so hard. I saw that too. <laughs> she is just into it. Um, then later on during the match, some point Rick Rude does his swivel again, but it, it does my favorite thing ever is he starts to do the look how sexy and manly I am. But then he remembers, Oh, I'm hurt. And just immediately starts selling his ribs. Those I all time, all time. I love that. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Tony then mentions, this is where it gets super gross for like 10 minutes, 10 solid minutes. Tony mentions the babes waiting on Jesse. And Jesse says, imagine what's going to go down 10 minutes after we cut the black. You can't imagine. Tony Schiavone just goes, and I will give him credit. It's the best timing ever. I'm a family man myself, Jess. <laughs> like just trying to turn it off. Trying to turn it off. Now, during this interaction, this is where I notice the all-star of the night, the girl in black. I saw this face, and it's just in the time when you're watching this, and she's on the bottom left corner of hard cam. I just see this person mean mugging the shit out of the camera. So I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And then I watch her, and she I can't tell what she's saying, but it oh. is something, something, something motherfucker. With the most intensity ever. So I was like, man, is she like into the match? Or is she yelling at someone across the oh. way who owes her money? Like it's that kind of level of intensity. Um, but what's good is is 
later watch her again because when Rick Rude goes for his second pinfall attempt, you would have thought that she was like watching someone murder her mother. She is, and it, she's not, this is 1993. This isn't people trying to ham it up for like people to talk about them on Twitter. Like I legit think that she is into this match and she's having a great time. Uh, and she's really into it. And then the guy who's in the front row, who's like right in front of her, turns around and looks at her like, are we okay? Yeah. I didn't know if he was afraid for his life. You see that, but it's fine. Uh, the, we get the, you ain't shit roads. And like Will said earlier, if Tony wouldn't have called it out, I don't think it would have been as noticeable at all. Uh, and then we cut back to the lady in blonde. Still, like, she's just talking to whoever's next to her. Doesn't care. We're in the last five minutes. We're in where everyone's finally excited about this. Uh, this is, I think, the final snot rocket of the night from Rick Rude. Uh, comes out, and it is the thickest snot rocket I've seen. I think this is the father of Bret Hart's loogie from... Uh, the Montreal Screwjob. It's such a big, nasty loogie that it lands on the mat and is visible the remainder of the match. Uh, shortly after this happens, Rude hits Dustin, and Dustin goes to crumble and actively maneuvers himself to avoid falling in the nasty loogie. Watch it. It's funny. Uh, we suddenly get uh, a bulldog, and it's finally one. Like We're, we're in one-to-one, uh, but then we, we're done. Like, Zero. It's one one. There is no winner. Uh, no one wins, especially the fans. I give this a three. Yeah, it's pretty piss poor. All right, Charlie. I hear it. I see it. You're gonna bring this up. I know. I We're not gonna. Ten of ten. Okay. So I wanted to see if WCW was gonna stick to uh, the time. So I started my stopwatch at the uh, right when the thing started. But there were so many interesting things that happened in this match that I didn't realize until about halfway through the match that the times were completely off because I kept hitting rewind on... I, I fucked it up completely. But I'm so glad that I did because I know what that lady said. Oh. This is like the sequel to <laughs> I Know What You Did Last Summer. We're going to get an awesome soundtrack out of I this. I know what you said. I know what, I know you, what said, you said. Lady. And I, and what's even better is that I know what Rude said to her. Oh. Uh, <laughs> my, my first note of this match is who this is, is awesome. this crazy fucking fan? Be, because that look that you're talking about, Jason, yes. is fucking was, terrifying. Jason, can you send it? Can you send it again? I tried to set put it in this chat so we could see it. Did, oh, did you not? Do you not know? Well, oh, this. No, he he he. No, oh, I, oh I know that. That's why I was looking for it. I was like, where is this chick? It's so good. I just kept going back to it. She's terrifying, and yeah, everyone in the crowd is like scared of her. And because the thing that's wild is the things that she's saying, there's children all around her. She doesn't give a shit. We're in Biloxi. Right. So, so what's the transcript say? I so can't this wait is what hear. happened. Um, the fan yells at Rick Rude when he's gyrating. She yells, "You ain't shit." And then Rick stops, looks at her, and he goes, "You are shit." <laughs> and that's when the look happened. That's oh. when the look happened. Okay. And she pauses. And here's what she actually said that got everyone kind of riled up in the audience. Come over and say it to my face, fucker. That's what she said. Okay. It's 
Biloxi's I, finest. Like this I is. I thought you were gonna say, "Come say it, my fat fucking face." Oh, that would. Well, that would have been appropriate. So, uh, do you think that this interaction happened before or after Rick Rude watched Cape Fear? <laughs> I need to learn how to handle something. I'm gonna watch this documentary. I'm gonna blaze up while I. I mean, Rick Rude, I, I love that he just, because this is like a PG era of wrestling. He does not give a shit. Uh, the, because, yeah, like, you ain't shit, Rhodes. It's, like, he's he's so good. Uh, and once this interaction happened with this woman, I've never wanted Rick Rude to win a match more. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I was very disappointed with the ending as well. Um, just like the WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match, rest holds kill this thing. Yeah, kill there was it. a rest hold in the first two minutes. Now, I don't remember the Steamboat match very well, but um, the, I, I was like trying to chalk this up. I'm like, why are there so many rest holds? I've seen 20, 30-minute matches before that weren't Iron Man matches that don't have this many rest holds. And the only reason that I can think of is that Dustin Rose just ain't in very good shape. That's the only thing I can think of. Because w- when he gyrates, when he does that, I mean... I, I'm with Jesse. I was like, I don't want to see this. And he doesn't even just do it like Ro, uh, like Rude. He actually does a little pump. Like, the, yeah, the, yeah. It, it just, That's the second one where we get wiener cam. Like, oh. It's just because he does it the one time and the lady cracks up. And then there's one where the camera's on the other way. And you just see his little dickhead just like poking. Oh. It's like it, it's gross. D- Dustin, I mean. Ugh. Like, God I feel bless like him, a, but. Yeah, I feel like it, even when he was gold dust, you could see that little thing, uh, and and to and to further point that out, so he gets rude in the corner and rude. <laughs> okay, John Ritter, rude grabs his tights and he pulls it down a little too far, and I'm not gonna lie, I did try to slow mo this thing because the camera angle is is wrong. Like his little natural almost came out. So what you're saying is. You were hoping a big old fat Rhodes cock just flopped and hit Rick Rude in the face. Is that what well, you said? Here comes I, the American nightmare, baby. I feel like we've been a trend with this thing. in my soul. My brother's dick is in your hole. Like, is that what we're doing? We've seen this thing so much. Like, you just pointed it out. What thing? Like, it's, it's, it's always, like, just kind of, like, there. And I, I, ever since I was a That's kid. That's anatomy. Like, yeah, but, but it's so obvious with him specifically like even ahmed johnson like like how we're acquainted with his ass you know he's he's had that brian pillman problem his whole career we just accept it we're like yeah we never got to see ahmed's johnson uh we get the classic tony shivani we're out of time yeah he does say it oh and i'll come back to that later Mm because uh i have a new spin on that that i'd like to give out but uh, this ending is absolute shit. And you can tell they're trying to time it right. Because I think it en- like the final 15 seconds is when Rude goes to the top rope. And he's up there for way too fucking long. And Dustin's just like, hey, where'd he go? Where'd he go? You want to see it? You know? <laughs> oh, you're going to take it. Oh, you're going to take it. Uh, the best part is that woman. Um, the Warrior Award uh, I would give for her. Uh, for this, for that performance, God damn, we gotta we gotta post a picture of her on on the I, Twitter page. I will do it. Uh, it is such is... a scary face. <laughs> you might you remember from the last dance? You remember that Indiana Pacers fan? That lady that is just like 
I'll get a better screen grab of her for make it official. Get it on the TV. Lady, if we uh, if we still did the best luck spot award, you are the are you? She deserves her own category. I mean, she deserves the you are shit award. If she believe like if if she is the way she is like in this arena, like if she's that way in real life, there's no way she's alive. Like. Say it in my face, fucker. You say, come say it in my face. Fucker. The next night, she went to a Yakov Smirnoff show, and she's like, Russia is you, fucker. She just couldn't take it. She went down to Dino's <laughs> and got roughed up. <laughs> like, rude discounter, you are shit. You know, just... Do you yeah. think backstage, after what happens with the next match happens, is where the birth of, you're the world champ? Maybe. You're sh- Maybe. <laughs> Because we hear a lot of the shit coming from from Rude on this show, yeah. Because Ric Flair does look like shit uh, oh. in this performance, we'll, and we'll get to that. But I'm sorry, fellas. I gave this a five. Okay. I hey, don't. Here's a, before we move on, because um, we we're talking about the you're the world champion, you look like shit. Uh, but notice that since Flair's returned, Rude is getting further down the card. Right. And so, like, is, I mean, Animosity. everyone's got a shift, but it's not just with the, the that, but I mean, like, because Root's got a point. Um, but it's just like, you think that there is something there? Sure. Because, so, yeah. like, Root's I mean, gone. Soon, that was right? one of the reasons he left WWF, was that. Um, and they're both Minnesota guys, so I'm pretty sure it goes back way yeah. back. Yeah, Root always thought he was top talent, and he was right. Because uh, what was it? SummerSlam, when he fought Warrior. Warrior got paid double. 90. Yeah, yeah, the cage match. That was the I, I, from what I've read. That's the reason Rude left. He thought he was worth more than half of what Warrior got paid, which of course he was. Rick Rude is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, so, oh yeah. Uh, that I mean, that's very interesting because I don't think I don't think Rick Rude and Flair ever have a match. Does that ever happen? I don't know. I'm curious for this year because I kept thinking Rick Rude surely gets the title. I'm pretty sure he gets the title here, doesn't he? At some point, he gets the international some bullshit oh, that title thing, right? I remember reading that in that old one of those old wrestling almanacs that I used to get. Remember yeah, those? Yeah, and, I, and I remember yeah. being like, "What kind of title is that? What the fuck is that?" You know? Yeah, I think that's what yeah. he gets. Because I think their NWA thing ends. It's like, coming. Yeah, it ends soon. All well, right. it ends before Hogan shows up. Right. Right. So, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. well, Jesse and Tony then do a recap of the feud between Flair and Wyndham, which is hilarious. So, I didn't realize like why this match didn't happen sooner is because of Flair's non compete. Oh, they had to WWF. wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to wait for him, them to do this title match. But he could now. still make appearances. I guess so. Yeah, and it's weird. It's like he definitely Com- wrestled because that's compete. And he did the tag he, match too. Right? That's what I'm saying. He wrestled. So I don't know if like there was even a step within that. It's like, he can't do a, a, like a title match within 12 months, 13 months for whatever it was. I don't know. But regardless, that's why this feels like it took a while to get to it. I guess. Um, is it, yeah, this is Jason. This is you, right? Jay. I believe so. God dang kid. I know you love this match. Just get right into it. Uh, where is psycho killer Barry Wyndham? Where's the mustache? I was so disappointed when it came out and it just looked like, Slightly chubbier 1990 Barry Wyndham. 
Did like, you guys know about the knee injury going into it before, like, as he walked out? Did you? No. I had no idea. I had no idea. Like, I was just like, oh, uh, this match starts really quick and aggressive. And I'm like, I'm into it, especially after the last match. But it slows down way too quickly, especially after the last match. Like, I was like, all right, I need some kind of pacing. Um, Wyndham gives Flair a superplex, and Flair goes into labor. <laughs> I mean, like, oh like, god! Oh, just, just constant. Um, the classic flair cell. Yeah, and, and I mean, I get you know, like he's making Barry Wyndham sort of look like he's impressive and powerful, but I think everyone was surprised by the finish. That's the only because it just happened. Even and even Barry. Barry was like, "Huh? What? No, I'm I'm in the figure. No, <laughs> like I don't because his." Shoulders were off the mat when before the three hit. Well, he was like doing this. Yeah, because like, because I watched it again and I, I, well, even Randy Anderson's not quite sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, well, he does, but you know what? He does exactly he what a referee to it. should he commits. do. Yeah. yeah, so I don't fault him at all because like, if your shoulder like, and granted, like, I don't. You can't. Could you really tell from what we could see if the shoulders? I mean, from that one angle, especially when they did the replay, it looked like they were up. At least the one that was right close to Anderson's face. Right. I mean, not like super up. It's not like he's folded in half, but it clearly now, didn't look like they were on the ground. Online, there's like I try. I was like, so what happened? What? Oh. So clearly his knee is fucked. Mm. Barry's knee is not good. That's why this match is like. That's one of the reasons why this thing, even up until the end, is not very good. It's okay at best. His knee is jacked, and that's why it's all wrapped up. Some people try to point it like it got worse in the match, like to the point where like they just needed to end it. I'm curious if Randy got a call to end it. So they, because you know he's so he puts him in the figure four, <laughs> and they just yeah, and and they just do the. But what I'm curious about is if Ran, if Randy gets the word oh, in the oh. in his ear, like because mm-hmm. a lot of things time is still. Well, there's a one-hour time limit on this match. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> and it was a two-hour and fifty-two-minute show. It so, was already is, long. Yeah. yeah. But what's wild is like he's gone for a year, and they bring him back. We'll see him at Slamboree '94, and he do they bring him out a year later? Now this is back in the '90s. If you have a knee injury, you know it. If you're going to try and come back quick, it's probably not going to be good because. You know, they just didn't have the tech for it or whatever. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be not great to see that. I, I think a, the general consensus from just reading how other people have reviewed this, looked at, is like this is pretty much the end of the Barry Wyndham we know of. Yeah. As this, and now we're going to be hitting this the next phase where it's like, oh, that guy used to be really good. Oh, you should have seen him back then. You That's see him there, be, son? Mm-hmm. That's yep. Barry Wyndham. Uh-oh. Yeah, you never want to be that. You're right. This is that. It's it's a real bummer. It's a real bummer because yeah, it it's another fuck you finish <laughs> mm-hmm. for the fans. And it it just kind of seemed like it, it's just more the Flair ego win. And I know it's it's Ric Flair. You know, I would if I just got him back, I'd want to get him a world title at this point too. But it felt like it maybe it would have been a good story to have him lose his first match and then like. Then you got to get the fourth horseman, and it wind up being somebody. Uh, by the way, Charlie, I read you this before. I don't remember if I said. Oh, no, so you, you get didn't. that. Uh, but it, like, I was just, I was real disappointed. Like, 
in the match, and, the, and especially I was just like, ah. And then we get, well, we'll talk about it after everybody talks about the match. Yeah. All right. What'd you do, Charlie? What'd you think? I loved how Ric Flair's music just stopped before he ever made it to the ring. Uh, like it, that was so bizarre. And and Flair, I mean, he's a pro. He doesn't he doesn't react to it at all. But it's really like I don't know if I've ever seen Ric Flair come to the ring for a match with his robe and all the pomp and circumstance, without his music. So we just yeah. got to hear the crowd, and it was just strange, you know. And then Barry Windham's. I actually heard the word smoking in Barry's song. I heard it too. That's so the that's first why time I heard it. Smoking. That's I actually why I heard smoking. smoking Barry Wyndham. Yeah. Smoking Barry Wyndham came out to play, folks. Everybody knows old Barry likes smoking, smoking. Yeah. And it's just like, here's two guys that aren't in the best shape. Like, like Barry doesn't look, I mean, Barry was never in like peak physical condition, but like, he doesn't look quite right to me. And, and Flair, like, I, I, Flair was always good with um, using color, like like because what's he wearing? Yellow, like gold it looks and yellow, yeah, yeah, gold and yellow. Sorry about that. It, it looks great on him, uh, and the match does start really hot and fast. And Flair does the the turnbuckle flare bump, and just completely eats it. And I, I'm loving it. I'm like, yes, yes. And of course, Jesse, Charlie wrote down fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that was fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> But uh, this finish, um, I love that, like, usually when there's a finish, the referee will immediately call for the bell. Uh, Randy Anderson doesn't call for the bell for five or six seconds because he has to explain to Barry Windham, no, 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 like, the way the rules work, Barry, is that your shoulders are on the mat. Oh, can I get out of this hold now? Because he's explaining it to him while Flair still has the figure four locked in. It's just very odd. And then Jesse's like, oh, I'm going to have an interview with Ric Flair, I'm like, oh, this ought to be interesting. And this interview, like, it's so funny because I, I, I sent a picture, because Flair just looked like shit during this interview. I was so zoned in on that, I didn't even pay attention to what he was saying. And it was you guys texting me what he was saying. And I was, like, reading the text, and I'm like, what did he say? So, you guys want to chime in there with that? By the way, I gave this a five, but... Uh, <laughs> Because, I mean, it's Flair. Like, like mo- honestly, most of Flair's promos, I tend to zone out. Because they're all kind right. of the same, you know. But the things that you guys were mentioning, I was like, I've never heard him say things like that. Uh, Will, do you want to go into that a little bit? So, so obviously, like, the purpose of the promo was to tee up Vader. Sure. Like, the way he got there, though, like, it seemed like, man, he was lost. I mean, really lost. There were some huge pauses where he's just looking out into destiny and he's not seeing anything back. And it's just, that's why when he winds up with all the babies, all the kids, all the teenagers, it was like, what the fuck it's is he babies, doing? babies, adolescents, teenagers, and then starts naming individuals. It's like, what is, <laughs> what is the context, though, that he's saying these things? Like, he's going to beat these these kids? Like, what? what? Right, because he's space. He's, he's saying like it's undeniable. I am the I'm the world champion. Uh, that's how he leads into it, and he, I don't under why he just doesn't go to like, you know, wrestlers that are employed by WCW that I could possibly wrestle instead. Starting with like, 
babies. That's what, that's what I want. The Ric Flair versus an army of babies. He's just chopping them as they come. Just arms throwing them at them and occasionally arms spine busters one. I mean, he, and of course, like, and then he, he brings it all home with like, you know, it's, he finishes with Vader and it's like to be the man, you got to beat the man. And it's like, man, not great no. at all. Like just a train wreck of a promo. And it's just sort of like, if you were going to win anyway, wouldn't like shock finish or not with this, wouldn't you have this worked out a little bit better? Like you'd think instead. No, no, it is not. It is definitely not. Definitely not one of the signature. Like everybody loves to show, like the '80s promos where he's alligator just like, shoes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and those are good. Those Rolex. are good promos. Yeah, I love yeah. them. I love these them. are the things I'm wearing. Right. Well, <laughs> Ric Flair's better as a heel. Like, mm-hmm. like he's right. he's a great. That's heel. another. Yeah. But like to have like even because I, I just never cared for him much as a face. Like even even when he's in WWE, like in two in the two thousands, you know, with the exception of his match with Michaels. Uh, it's like I, I I'm not really interested in a face, Ric Flair. Yeah, and you're not. Yeah, that it's just the strangest promo. Not to mention like what you said, Charlie. Though the he looks like he looks cracked out. I mean, bad. Mm-hmm. You got all bad. that money and you can't pay for good teeth. Like, it's God. And like the it, the fillings you have are cheap. Yeah, the filling. Yeah, I saw those yeah. too. It's, it's, I mean, you think if Ric Flair is going to have a goal, it'd be a gold filling. Woo! <laughs> what? No. Ow! Open. Oh, <laughs> uh, Will, what did you give this? I didn't get your number. I gave it a four. I'm just that's just not good. I just didn't like it. I just, I just especially considering man, Wyndham's match with Scorpio on the last show, which yeah. was and so I mean, good. Like, that's what's that's what sucks, man. Is that, I mean, like, like that. I mean, it's not to say the knee injuries, all of it, but it it definitely, like, after the fact, like, knowing that, like, how bad it was, like, bad, bad it was. Because, yeah, we won't see him for a year now because of it. Kind of get why it sucked a little bit. And, um, yeah, it's just a, ah, it's just, it's just the worst knowing that, like, it won't, it will never be this good again for him. So, yeah, man. I, I'll tell you, I was so pumped for this pay-per-view because all these matches, like the main ones, I was like, cool. We've got some this good build-up here, good build-up here. It's going to be great. And it's just like Hollywood Blondes, they delivered. That, that's, that, that, one, that one lived up to it. But then it's like the U.S. title, NWA. And now – and then we got this, which is, you know, whatever. We'll get to it, I guess. But – um. Do you so, Jason? Do you want to talk about the promo video first, the movie? Yeah, because I think that is incredibly important to this pay per view. It really was. It was like one of those uh, White Castle of Fear, spin the wheel, make the deal thing. And I, I tried to find it. There was a clip uh, I heard from Bischoff's eighty three weeks uh, that someone was talking to him about the White Castle of Fear and about the amount of money they spent and the whoever the producer, this lady she was, that he was talking about how she could just go to the person who was in charge of the money and just get them to give her whatever she wanted. And so I would have been interested to see if that reflected on how they were able to produce what we watched. Because for the this the concept, if you haven't watched it, it's 
Sting and Vader, or not Sting, Sting and Bulldog must have watched Top Gun because they decided to go play volleyball on the beach um, with a bunch of regular-looking people and children. At the same time, uh, Harley Race and the Colonel and Sid and Vader uh, are at this whole concept of you, we're going to give you plane tickets and you can just retire and go wherever you want. We'll pay for it. Sure. But then there's also a bomb on a boat that's planted by, as the kids put it, the funny man, which is the the little person who's been in every one of these videos uh, and credit him because he's always just funny. He just he's a standout. Sure. Uh, but there's this bomb. And the bomb explodes, and you think that Sting is dead, uh, but Sting is not dead. Uh, and, you know, the this is all the acting of Power Rangers extras uh, and everything, so it's not really good in the concept of it. It's just super cheesy, uh, so I would recommend you watch it once. But, and I know I don't want a bomb, I don't want a boat, but I would want something like that to play into the match somewhere. Like even they at never some play point, these on the pay-per-views. No, and I get because it's you can't show you can't take a twenty-minute chunk to show the live crowd in nineteen ninety-three because you don't have a, a Titantron or whatever to show it. But like not, there wasn't even even before the match started, there wasn't even like the heels coming up and showing the plane tickets. Like one last time, we're gonna give you this, and it, it, it's just I don't know. Like when we were watching it. Yeah, because I'd seen it before. It seemed like that was maybe the first time you guys had seen it, or first time in a very long time. What did you think about it? It, it was. <clears throat> that was a great time. I've, I, you know, I remember it as a kid because it felt like it was almost the precursor to Thunder in Paradise. Mm. You know, <laughs> the way it's produced. But no, nah, man, it, it, it's it's fun. It's fun no matter what. It's <laughs> it's classic '90s cheese. Like, like WCW was always good at delivering stuff like that, and yeah, it is terrible, but it's so bad that it comes around the other side and it's good. I was, I liked it. That was my first time seeing it. Yeah, it's it. It was pretty cool to have one of these before uh, this matchup here, which we've got the. Uh, all right, so we got the Masters of the Powerbomb, Sid Invader versus the WCW Superpowers of Sting, the British Bulldog. You know, they do this, like, two years later with Bulldog and Luger. I mean, they're right. the allied forces. <laughs> Both of them. But here we go. So, Jason is... No, this isn't me. I got to kick off uh, Flair and Wyndham. Well, well God dang. So is Char Charlie. He gets to bring it home. You get to bring it home. Okay. How do you feel about it? <laughs> uh I don't have a whole lot here. Um, I, I thought it, I mean, it's fun. But, you know, I, I really couldn't help but notice. Uh, is this is this all that Sting does anymore is fight Vader? Like, I feel like he's fought Vader. But never win, but yeah, it seems like. I think he's won once. But, uh, he won the it, King but, of Cable. But, yeah, yeah, he's the, the King of Cable. Uh, it's, it's just like, this is all we got for you, Sting. You just got to keep fighting Vader. Fight forever, you know. It's, I feel like he's been fighting him for 10 years. And I want Sting to do something else. Not that Sting and Vader aren't great together, but it's like there's not a whole lot more you can do with this. Uh, that being said, and um, I've pointed this out before, uh, Davey Boy Smith had the greatest standing vertical suplex ever, and he got to do it on Vader. And I, I got really excited when he started doing it. I was like, is this really going to happen? And oh, it's fucking beautiful. I, it just looks so good. 
Uh, and I'm not the biggest British Bulldog fan, but I did, I do like some of the things that he does in WCW, and this is one of them. And it's just kind of sad to think about the next time we see him in WCW, uh, back in what '97 or '98, where it's just awful. And yet here, I remember reading in Brett's book that he, when he told Brett he was leaving for WCW, he had mentioned to him that one of the reasons he was leaving was because WCW had promised him a world title reign. And I don't think that actually ever happens of any kind, not the NWA, not the international, their three world titles that they have. Um, I did get a sinking feeling when I realized that Davey Boy Smith was going to be a hot tag. But I should have, uh, you know, because it's just like, that's just not exciting to me. But, of course, once again, I should have realized that, oh, there's going to be two hot tags. Yeah, because Davey immediately gets eaten. And it's like, no, because Sting is, if nothing else, Sting is phenomenal at firing up a crowd. But, oh, uh, yeah. But these people in Biloxi, I think they like Vader. Because they start a Vader chant, which is always interesting. There is a group of fans uh, that the hard cam is facing that are cheering for all the heels. Which is always interesting to see, like in the early '90s, because uh, I just it didn't happen a whole lot. Um, Vader, I really didn't think he was going to hit it. Vader does that Vader salt. Uh, oh yeah. I was bulldog. I thought he was too close. I was like, oh, he's just going to roll out of the way. Usually, when Vader does a Vader salt, guy's a little bit further away. But man, it looks beautiful. Like it's it's fantastic. Sting's leap over the top rope, though. I, I just wish Sting had timed it with the referee's count so that it had gotten past, I don't know, one. Yeah. I, I feel like Sting does it immediately. And I feel, uh, Sid, I feel like Sid doesn't do a whole lot in this match. Uh, he does a choke slam to Sting at the beginning, which is kind of cool. Um, this isn't a great match by any stretch of the imagination, but it's fun, and the crowd seemed really into it. Um, I gave this a six. But my favorite moment of the match is right at the end, Vader circles around the ring, and he actually hits Tony. Yeah, he costs him a little bit. Yeah, he kind of hits him like, and it's and and I had to rewind it because it's kind of stiff, and I just I had just I had to write it. Uh, for the first time ever, it looks like Tony's out of time, because that looked rough, and yeah. t- Tony kind of gives him a look, kind of, and it's not the look he should be giving him. It's almost one of those. You want to try Leon. that? You want to try that again? And it's just like, don't do it, Tony. Uh, yeah, this was a this was a good way to end the show. But yeah, it's a six. Yeah, Jason, did you like it? You remember this one? You like uh, it a lot. I remember it. The one I watched the night before last. Sure yeah. do. Uh, no, I mean as a kid, you dumb. Oh no, I don't remember. I really don't remember watching it. Um, because it's. I think this was one of the ones we didn't buy. Uh, but before I get into it, okay, this is the second match we've seen involving the Masters of the Power Bomb. That's right. Go ahead and mock me. Uh, Masters oh, of the Power Bomb. We him. still ain't seen a Power Bomb. There's one that was after the match last time. There's not even a single fucking Power Bomb. This you're match. right. Do they do even do an attempt where somebody gets out? I forget. I don't even think so. I don't okay. think so. Um, I didn't even realize that. So, the uh, Tony Schiavone with one of the best calls um, got a handful of corn rolls now, which is pretty funny. Uh, and then at some point, and, and does Sid? 
call Davy a fag? I was wondering that too. And I'm only because it's like, like Jesus, like he is whooping on him and then says it. Um, we, I, I think uh, old Big Evil stole Van Vader's corner punches to death because we got Big Van Vader, best pure striker in the business. Multiple times in this match. Uh, I was really shocked how long this match was. Because typically, like, the the six-person last time wasn't that long at all. Um, And there's two more people involved in it. Um, And this, the poor, the the lady in black, you don't ever see her again after the Iron Man match. She fades away. I was looking to see if there was anyone else. But there's some kids in the upper deck that were holding up individual letter signs. And I was trying to figure out what it spelled because God bless them, some of them were upside down. There was a kid, they were trying to say, it was Sid. These were kids, had Sid letters and with an exclamation point. And the one kid had just the D, the upside down the whole time. You know, it's good for him. Uh, Vader doing the moonsault, which I dubbed Vader's That's No Moonsault. Yeah. Yeah, give me my, I see you, give me my credit. Uh, uh, the uh, what's because when you talk about the post match, Shivani and Vader, Shivani says, "Doug, can we get him out of here?" Now that's what I want to see. I want to see Doug Dillinger versus Doug, Big Van Doug, Vader. Douglas Dillinger is on his way to the ring. He just comes up and he just rips his like jacket off that he's always wearing. He's like jacked as shit. Um, this would be incredible. Uh, I uh. I rated this one. Uh, it's a five. Five? I got you. Yeah. I, I, I gave it. A, I gave it a six. I gave it a six. But is there anything that stood out fun. for you? Um, I mean it. I, I the only comp I had for this was like the match made in hell, the in SummerSlam with like Hogan mm-hmm. and Warrior versus, mm-hmm. you know, the Iraqis, all of them, and uh, you know it was that same sort of thing where it's like there aren't a lot of stakes here. But we just want to see the – I guess we should also mention the finish is just a crucifix roll-up by Davey on Vader. Mm-hmm. That that was the only thing I was like, oh, we couldn't do anything it, to anybody. Not it a power a, slam. We, we don't – do we even – hold on. Uh, it just hit me. Do we see a stinger splash, no. a power bomb, no. uh, a running power slam? No. Uh, we see a, a moonsault and a Vader bomb. Uh, yeah, and a choke slam. Oh, and a choke slam from Sid. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but and other than is... other than Davies stalling suplex, not a single like signature move from the faces. It's weird. Yeah, it really is. It is weird. No, it truly is. Like that's that's why like the the thing that sticks out to me are just those those moments when the crowd fires up when it's sting time. Yeah. You know, and it's even fun. for Davy. Yeah, yeah. So. uh no, it was fine. I, I just, you know, I, yeah. I mean, anything else really stuck out? No, not particularly, but there was a good energy to it. And, I mean, maybe it gets a six just based off you yeah, those two duds in a row. So. So, do you need us to stall while you do math, no. Charlie? No, I did it. No, fuck you. No, I did it. I'm, oh, God dang. God dang. <laughs> God dang. Holy crap. Well, who do you want to guess who has the lowest score? Probably me again. It is definitely you. And it is by a significantly wide margin. Hey, is uh, that a fat joke? 
No, but you if you want to take it that way, yeah. Oh, oh, you. I'm gonna bulk up over here. Oh, the bulkster. Jason has this at a 3.6. Jesus. I know that's pretty low. Uh, Will has this at a 4.9. And right I'm, in the middle. And Charlie with an 11. A, no, mm, I'm slightly above Will with a 5.1. We gave Beach Blast 93 a 4.53. On cagematch.net, this has a 6.03. Morons. Probably all from Biloxi. <laughs> See, here's, here's the thing. is like, I have the lowest rating, but that's the venomous bile that comes from the Charlies. <laughs> when did we switch? <laughs> I know. I used to be, be on the low end. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because modern wrestling sucks so much ass. That oh, there we go. Like, Cornet. Like, no, I mean, it really does. You know, like, someone was pointing out how negative Bret Hart is. and Me? Well, I mean, he is negative. I mean, it's totally true. But the thing is, uh, if he was, like, even 20% wrong about the things that he says, then I think people would have a point. But most of the shit that he complains about is legitimate. And it's part, and, and most of the stuff he talks about is like, yeah, that's why I have a hard time watching it now. There is a complete suspension of disbelief, uh, like breakage with me, uh, where it's just like, it's ballet, man. Like, like it's it's this kind of stuff, like this kind of show. Like it's like, look how many high flyers are on this show. Too cold, Scorpio. That's it. That's really it. Like you, you got uh, Brian Pillman, but he's not really doing that right now. You know, like it's whenever you know th that kind of high flying stuff. Like Scorpio, we didn't mention it. He did that um, turning in midair splash. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. one of the one of the best spots of this match of of this card. Uh, on a modern wrestling show, you'll see spots that are just as impressive as that, if not more so, uh, at least twelve to fifteen times, mm -hmm. and it becomes less special. So, like, my eyes kind of open up when I see that on a show like this. So I think maybe that's got something to do with it, because I'm, I'm not keeping up with the product. I haven't watched the show since WrestleMania. Um, and I did like WrestleMania. Like, that was a pretty good mania. But it's not enough to keep me coming back. Like, look at this main event. Sting and Davey Boy Smith versus Vader and Sid. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. it's just fucking star power like crazy. And then if you go further down, yeah, the matches aren't great, but Ric Flair and Barry Windham... The Hollywood yeah. Blondes and Arn Anderson and Roma. Like, like, these are... The Equalizer. The Equalizer. I'd like to see him fight uh, Steven Regal. I'd like to see what kind of match he could pull out of the Equalizer. Oh, listen, yeah. Uh, listen, here's Sonny Jim. Sonny Jim. <laughs> uh, so, real quick. The Wrestling Observer gave both the tag title match and yeah. the tag main event match three and three-quarter stars. The Hollywood Blondes match. Um, hmm. Can we just say that they're the best tag team that WCW ever had? Other than oh, maybe yeah. Harlem Heat. Or the Steiners. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> or the Road Warriors. No, see, I, I don't care for there? the Road Warriors. I'm not into in the WCW. Road Warriors for the ring work. It's just like they were just... I love the Road Warriors, people. but in WCW... <laughs> But yeah, I think those are the top three teams. I mean, Steiners, Harlem Heat, Hollywood Blondes. Yeah, it's just Austin's career in WWF overshadows this period so much 
that a lot of people don't talk about. It. A lot of people don't even know how well Austin could wrestle before yeah. uh, the Owen Hart pile driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I guess that brings it to a close. Beach Blast ninety three. So that means our next show is Clash of the Champions twenty four. I love clashes. So that means it's an hour and a half show. It's really short. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. But yeah, we're that um, the, we're nearing the end. Yeah, we got a year left. We are under the year now. We're we gonna get the be whole done Canadian by twenty twenty six. No. Well, it'll be cool is by the time hopefully we do Hulkamania, that movie will come out so we can really, oh yeah, really enjoy the wave. Whoa, beach theme. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I oh, to, yeah, to, yeah. to revisit Bash at the Beach '94, and, and that's the way we're ending because it's not just Hogan and Flair. There is the awesome Steve Austin Ricky Steamboat match. Right. Like Bash at the Beach '94, I remember being a pretty good show, and I remember yeah. as a kid being really excited for it. Because I think they loaded it because it's like, okay, we're going to have a lot of eyes on it because here's Hogan for the first time right here. So let's let's fire everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. is a fire everything type of show. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, I think, shows up. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. I remember being at the North Charleston Coliseum for the Clash before that where that's where Sting loses that North American bat belt to, to Flair. Flair. Oh, th- didn't I tell you this story about my dad? Have, have I ever told you this one? I don't know. I was at that clash. I was too. I, yeah. Oh my I was God, there. you guys are education. And, and I wanted Sting to win so bad. And then my dad just kind of leaned over to me and he's like, yeah, but wouldn't you rather see Hogan fight Flair? And I just sat there and thought about it. And just, well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to root for Flair. <laughs> Remember it was a big deal though when Shaq came on their Titantron at the Coliseum? It was like... <gasps> Shaq is here. No, he's not. He's not really here. But well. he kind of. No, no, well. It's a pre-tape. Shaq will tell you the people in Charleston. I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I love just before the, the any of the Charles Barkley talking shit about Shaq on other shows where he's like, Shaq don't eat Papa John's. Shaq ain't got the general's insurance. Like he's like it's just <laughs> all this stuff Shaq's sponsor. He goes, I guess he used Gold Bomb. That's because he's old. <laughs> Like I no, love, I love stuff. those two guys. Right? They're so entertaining. If only Charles Barkley had been in the NWO instead of Rodman. Oh wow! Whoa! Wild! I'll tell you, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible gonna get you. That would be amazing. What if it was Barkley and DDP? Oh, instead of Malone. Well, I remember. So, like, not to go off topic here, but I didn't know who the fuck Carl Malone was. Uh-huh. Like, like when when I was a kid, I didn't know who he was, but I damn sure knew who Dennis Rodman was, because, I mean, he was he was bigger than the sport, like in terms yeah. of the personality, and he had just had that movie with Van Damme, right. so yeah, yeah, like it was like yeah. Rodman was very much in the consciousness, and, and Barkley like, had just fought Godzilla. Rodman? Well, Barkley was also in Forget Paris with Billy Crystal, so I knew Charles Barkley. <laughs> I talk about here we go the the Fila ad that bankrupted that sneaker company for paying for the rights to use Godzilla and the Barkley versus Godzilla Super Bowl ad Charlie's like forget Paris Billy Crystal one of his most forgetful films that's I mean, a even great though forgets movie. in the Fuck name off. they're telling that you is to a do great it great movie I'm not saying it's bad Godzilla and I like Godzilla I'm one of the few people that do the Broderick <clears throat> Godzilla yeah I like that movie I I think everyone can fuck off. Uh, I that, think it's a really solid it's fun 90 minutes or something like 
it's it is a, long. <laughs> there is a moment in between acts two and three that's like a little long. Once we figure out, we have to go to this garden to get the bait, to get the eggs, or get mm-hmm. the or go. Uh, I will we... say it's a pretty influential film because the new Super Mario Brothers movie has the exact same ending as Godzilla ninety eight. Right. The exact yeah. same ending. Oh, now I don't need to go see it. <laughs> it's my ten dollars that billion dollar movie's not getting. It's a good movie. It's Is good. it? Okay. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised. But um, yeah, Clash twenty four. I'll be the next time. Be a good time. Sounds so, good. Until. Until then, we're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. Sort of. We're on Facebook. Yeah. We're on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. Sort, sort of. of. <laughs> oh, we do have a Facebook page. We do. I forgot about that. Hmm. We do. Hmm. How about that? I got to fight the MAGAs off of it, though. It kind of sucks. Oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter at William Rinkin83. Or. Yeah, that's you. That's you, yeah. 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 That's why I'm not talking right now. (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) He has it. I'm at William Rinkin 83. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. I am at CM underscore Stabs. Hey, we'll see you guys again for Clash of the Champions 24. Kick out! Kick out, Cactus! Goodbye, my friend. That's the goodbye. Goodbye, Cactus. Thanks for the great memories, buddy. Cactus. Godspeed, Mick Foley.